Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw. Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits it. Hits it. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome in. The east side is where we are today, 10th and Shadeland. This is our first of 2024. It is our Evan Williams Heaven Hill Distillery. It is our Tavern Tour stop, and we are at a very familiar place for us. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland. This is not only just an incredibly popular spot for the Eastsiders, but this is a tremendous location for everybody. We have some great response. People come out, and that's what we're looking for from you today because we will debut the brand-new 2024 Evan Williams Tavern Tour shirts. If you're watching right now, Triple A membership lounge via YouTube Live. This is what it looks like right here. The official Evan Williams Tavern Tour with JMV and Halvey t-shirts available while they last here right now. Go ahead, Romy, and get a good shot of that right there. It is a brand new look and a brand new year. And the first one of 2024 again a very familiar place manley's irish mutt 10th and shadeland i want to see you out here and again if you're on the east side very easy for you but wherever you are come on out and join us we would love to see you at manley's irish mutt also keep in mind this we go until six o'clock like usual but you know normally on a friday we go a little bit later especially with the pacers home game but not so tonight. You get the last word coming up at 6. And then, obviously, you got the uh, Pacers, Mark Boyle, Pat Boylan, and Eddie Gill after that going to get you set for the second of a back-to-back between the Pacers and the Phoenix Suns coming up later on tonight. So we'll get to last night in just a second. I just wanted to remind you of what we're doing here and how you need to get out here. Also remember, also remember that the free samples are flowing. No question about that. Free samples are flowing. Now, I also want to give a shout-out because we have a couple of members down today. Our good friend Randy Strand with Heaven Hill Distillery. As Run DMC has famously said, uh, he be illin'. He is illin' today. And so, i tell you what, turn on, if you would, to Kim. Romy's microphone right there. So is our good friend Brent Halverson. So we're sending out our, our well wishes 
to both Brent Halverson and Randy Strand to feel better and feel better quickly right here. They will not be here, but we have one of the greatest stand-ins of all time. You've already heard him. And here's the best part about this. You know him. Like everybody in central Indiana knows my good friend Jim Romanek, also known as Romy of Heaven Hill Distillery, who is here right now. Tavern Tour Stop representation. How you doing, my brother? Oh, my man, I'm doing well today. Substitute in the box again? Yes. Uh, got, you know, Brent is, you know, he's Sick. got the gold. He's got the golden pipe. So I'm going to try in his absence. You'd be, be great. As as, be as good as Holy is. Uh, again, Rand Randy's out. So uh, everybody was going to be here today in the starting of the week. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, everybody came down with sickness and the the pole walk didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> tell you what. Now you looks good, BT, right there. So we got the T-shirts to give away. We got the free samples per usual, right? Oh, yeah. That's what we're looking for. You're going to hang around with us all day, so I'm come on up. in. If you want a free sample here at 10th and Shaylin at Manos Irish Mutt, we're in the very back right here in front of everybody. Join us, and if you want a free T-shirt while supplies last, we have the 2024 Tavern Tour Stop T-shirts, too, don't we, Romy? Man, I tell you what, they look fantastic, too. They did a nice job on those shirts. I can't wait to hand them out to people, see them wearing them on the streets. Uh, I'm definitely going to be here pouring some samples, so uh, <laughs> please come see me. Uh, I'm in a black shirt, got a Heaven Hill on it. You cannot miss me. You can't miss I'm going to tell you what, too. You know him. Like everybody in central Indiana, if, if, you've been, if you've been to a bar in the past 25 years, you actually more than that, 30 years, you know my man Romy. And he is with us today. Uh, you know, that, that that rumor could be true. 30 yeah, years. Spreading all that. It, mm. it's, uh, yeah, I, I've been I've been uh, on the scene quite a bit. So, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody here. At Manos. Actually, I haven't seen Mike yet, which that's kind of disappointing. He's always. Uh, <laughs> we will see him shortly. We I'm cannot sure. see, I didn't see his bright yellow truck out there. Well, you hang out. We got the samples. We got the T-shirts and everything else. We want to see you out here. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland. Beautiful. It's my man Romy right there. Ask for him, and he walked through the door. And go ahead, and you're allowed to be excited. You are. You're allowed to be excited. You don't always around here have to just come on and start, oh, man, this stinks and doom and gloom. I know a lot of people suggest I preach that. But most that know me completely understand that I do not. So at the same time, I think we should at least talk about and you should feel good about what took place last night because the need of all needs in terms of a win, and I know it's still early in the season. You know, we're not even to the all-star break yet. But last night, last night was so big for so many reasons. Just to get a win. Three-game losing streak. Just to get a win without Tyrese Halliburton. Feel good about that. And to get a win against that Philly team, and it's going to sound weird, but believe me, this is just where we are in basketball. Feel good about what you did defensively when you gave up 122 points. Feel good about it. Ah, I get that all the time. Like this dude last night said, oh, man, you give up so many points. And uh, Listen, I, you watch a basketball game since the 1970s? This is what happens now. It's all offensive. And with the Pacers, it's even more magnified. What have I told you? The defense has been better. Oh, JMV, it's 122. How is that better? It is still better. But here is the best, that they went well above 122. 
that just in general, they got above 110. You go below 110 if you're the Pacers, you got no chance. This has been more still about the offense. They gave up 31. I want to say gave up. I mean, he had to, being Joel Embiid, work for those 31. He had 31 points last night. And never has there been, honestly, a 31-point effort by a former MVP and arguably an MVP forthcoming. Never has there been a 31-point night that was so yawnish because that's what the Pacers did. And you know what they did? They got out early. They got out early, and especially Miles. Embiid wants to push, and he wants to do some of those old man tricks when you put. You notice, like I heard a lot of people say, you got to get your arms up. No, you don't want to get your arms up because Embiid, like, dives into your arms, and they blow a whistle and do this little thing called fouls, right? And then if you get two in the first, they end up sitting your ass down. I loved last night the way Miles played it. He played it with his body, but he played it straight up. He didn't get his hands in there a couple of times. Once actually knocked the ball away. But he did as much as he could. And here's the best point about this. Like across the NBA, nobody is going to stop Joel Embiid. The only thing that's going to stop him is this dude getting hurt. You saw him last night. I mean, you thought somebody cut his leg off there at that point in the game. You know, he laid there for a minute, got up, and then kind of limped around. And then five minutes later, he was okay. We all knew somebody. We all played with somebody wherever you played, whatever level, who always kind of made a lot. A very, very soccer-esque type of injury for Embiid last night. And that's normalcy. That's the only thing that's ever going to stop this guy. Yeah, 7'1", 290 pounds or what? It's ridiculous how big and the feathery soft touch that he has. And I want to say jump shooting. It's not really jump shooting. My man, he's so big and so tall, he just kind of flicks the wrist from the side, and it, it goes straight down. You guys, um, I don't know if this analogy is going to work for a lot of you. I may have to nerd you out just for a minute. You guys seen Star Wars recently? You're a member. There's Mike Manley in the house right there. Do you remember when, when Luke and his X-Wing fighter, they had to get that proton torpedo down that little bitty hole right there? And for whatever reason, the chain reaction blew the hell up the Death Star, right? That was a big moment in the, uh, the end moment, the climax there of Star Wars. That's what it looks like when Embiid hits a shot. I mean, it, it does. I mean, it just goes right straight down. It looks like it's in some sort of tube, it just goes right straight down. And he is incredibly good. And he is incredibly good normally at getting to the free throw line. So two things last night that the Pacers, and, and really this was a lot. You know, I didn't know Miles was going to get a lot of credit, and he should, and I'm glad that he is. But if you watched, if you watched the Pacers defensively, they made it difficult for the ball to be thrown to the interior on a post-up by Embiid. And that was everybody. And Buddy healed. They made it difficult on the passer. They made it difficult. And, and you can tell the shot clock is going in everybody's mind so much that if you play, if you play that ball upon 
that entry feed pass, if you play that and they have to give more than a couple of fakes, then normally they'll reverse the ball because they're told, they're instructed, you know, well, you can't stand there with it and wait and wait and wait, you know, like you're throwing it down into to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If it's not there, we'll move it back over and then it'll be to make another cross cut or, you know, maybe go elbow extended, whatever, and get the ball. But that was, besides Miles, besides Miles being physical, and not trying to stop him because there is no stopping. I don't even know if you call that containing. I guess because you win by 12 and he was a non-factor, you contained him. But in the past, we've watched Miles. Miles goes out there, goes at a first head fake, you know, gets into his space, and he creates the contact, and a foul is called, and normally after the first couple of minutes, he gets two fouls. And then he goes to the bench. But he stayed. He stayed on his feet. He maintained balance. He kept most of the time his arms out of there. And when he utilized his arms, did you notice this? His arms were vertical, not horizontal, not slapping down. Most of the time his arms were vertical. And he got a lot of help. His guys helped him out last night. His guys helped him out. Again, the entry feed they, most of the time, made it difficult. That is an incredible key to it. Because, again, these guys are trying to get a shot up and get a good look in a hurry, find him, whatever, but they're not going to jack around too long with trying to post-feed that, and then they're going to swing it back around. But, but the Pacers did a really good job of that. But, man, thank you. This is my brother Alex is here. I'll show this off in just a second, man. We got to get Alex over there to shop a drink right there. Romy's coming at you with a drink opportunity right there. But the way that you look at it, they made it difficult for the entry pass for Embiid. And then Miles, you know, Miles didn't, he was physical without fouling. Physical without fouling. And that's where it all started. They were incredibly efficient offensively, though. And, you know, that's one of those games where you look at it, that's the type of game that they have to have. I mean, that is their winning formula. Their winning formula is, you know, for example, from three-point range, right? Their winning formula from three-point range, they shot it at a 43% clip. you got to feel really good. And their offense, especially in the first half and then starting the third quarter, and, and some of those moments starting the third quarter, I think we've all seen this before, right? We, we all kind of become conditioned to seeing them get off to a slow start. But I also thought that was every bit as important to the start of the game is the way that they started in the third quarter because they basically picked off or picked up, I should say, where they left off in that first half. It really was. If you love basketball, and even if you're not a Pacer fan, that was a glorious level of basketball to watch last night. And not just because they got a win over Philly, but especially if you know anything about basketball. I mean, if you don't, you'll probably be on my Twitter feed later on tonight. But if you do, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was a glorious brand of basketball at the NBA level for a team that has to play like that to get wins like that. That's what we saw and did it on both ends. When you say, well, you know what? Their defense isn't improved. They gave up 122. That's where you don't know squat. Their defense is improved. You saw that with the examples I just gave. 
And you did that without doing what? Without sending Embiid to the free throw line 15 plus times in a game. That's what you did. That's what was impressive, and that's how you have to play. That's where this Pacer team, and especially magnified without Halliburton, but that's where this team plays at its highest level, especially without him. And you cannot tell me that they did not have something to prove about that. They want to prove that even though this is our all-star starter, which was an awesome moment for Tyrese Halliburton last night, even though this is our all-star starter, when he goes down, I don't want to hear the afternoon guy yip-yapping about, well, you know what, I don't know if you're going to have a chance right now because this is a straw that stirs the drink. And without him, all is lost and everything is screwed and lose, lose, lose and stink, stink, stink. You don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to read that. They want to go out and get it done on their own with the guys that are available and then add one of the best players in the NBA and certainly one of the more valuable players in the NBA to that mix whenever he gets back, whether it's coming up on Sunday or sometime thereafter. Whatever the case, that's what you're looking for. That's what they gave last night. If you were in the building, you had to be absolutely thrilled because as much fun as we had watching them play against Sacramento last Thursday, you know, this game against that team, a team that has been just a tremendous pain in your ass through basically all the Embiid era, that was a game, that's one that you want to hang up on the wall and say, all right, if we're going to play like this, this is how we want to play. And I also maintain that's also how you want to play when Halliburton comes back. Those guys were active. Nimhard was active last night. Nimhard on both ends. I know he had some turnovers, but he was active last night on both ends. Like you, you saw, I thought, really – and this must have been coached up. You, you saw a, a new found focus on the defensive end that, frankly, we haven't seen a lot of. Again, another telltale sign outside of just reading a box score that this defense is getting better. And I, I went on with Tony Katz this morning. He goes, hey, wait a minute. This defense is getting better. What do you mean? They gave up a buck 22 last night. I said, no, I gave him all the examples I just gave you of how this defense is improving. And you know what? Didn't have to worry about this. One of the most important aspects would be what? Late game opportunities or late game stops. Really didn't have to worry about that last night whatsoever, did you? Pascal Siakam had a triple-double. 26 points, 13 rebounds, 10, I believe, on the defensive end, and 10 assists for the guy that has not been in the Pacer uniform. I love this, too. You, You can tell. One of the reasons why you know now that they they pulled off that trade and did what they did, you know, just beyond the numbers that he put up and what you saw last night. But if he is not incredibly sincere about loving it here, wanting to stay here, wanting to play here, then he's one hell of an actor because he sold me. So when you're asking, for example, you're asking last week, hey, um, you know, how do you know he's going to resign? Or, you know, did they get, you know, a maybe uh, under the table handshake? Yeah, you know, well, I'm going to end up resigning there. I think they pretty much have good reason as to not worrying about whether or not he's going to return because he's been pretty straightforward. I know things can change, but just like listening to him so far, he seems like a pretty sincere guy. 
So that was my understanding, has been my understanding so far, and is my understanding as of last night. That was a terrific performance. I mean, really, so many highlights. Andrew Nimhart, as I mentioned, too, he was really good on both ends most of the time. And he had 19 points. Uh, Aaron Neesmith, 16. Timely threes from him. Defense. You know, you can. Here's something. If, if yeah, I just am talking to some box score lookers right now, right? Box score lookers or you plus minus nerds or, or whoever I'm talking to right now. You can look throughout this lineup. Siakam, energy. Neesmith, energy. Turner, energy. Nimard, energy. Healed, energy. And I'm talking on both ends, topping on both ends. Jalen Smith struggled, obviously, with the whistle, but energy on both ends. McConnell goes without saying. Matherin goes without saying. First half, I mean, some moments maybe in the second half, but his first half, he was hitting timely shots as well. Shepard, right? Energy. That's what you got in that win And even if you didn't think you saw it, you did see it. An improvement, certainly, on the defensive end. We will talk about it, 239-1070. I'd love to have you on board here. Jump on as we're live at Manly's Irish Mutt today. Tenth and Shadeland on our first of 2024 Tavern Tour stop. So we'll talk about that. Bob Lovell's going to join me coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll look around the high school basketball landscape this weekend. Look a little bit to the college game as well. So you got IU and Illinois tomorrow with three. You got Butler and Villanova tomorrow with three. And you got Purdue and Rutgers coming up Sunday. Sunday afternoon. So, you know, a lot to discuss with Bob. And this is going to be a treat. I, I'm really excited for the first time, for the first time in forever. And I'll document this a little bit later on. The former Pacers head coach, and he's the head coach on the other sideline later on tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Frank Vogel returns to the show coming up here in the four o'clock hour. We will talk about a variety of things, including tonight's matchup. The last matchup on Sunday they had ultimately won by the Suns. And uh, we'll talk about you know, what he thought about his time in L.A., where he thought he was going to be. And you know a lot of other things for a guy that uh, apparently still owns a home here. So Frank Vogel is going to join us coming up in the 4 o'clock hour today. Voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher. And if there's a team out there that needs a win, it certainly is IU. Uh, Don Fisher on the road tomorrow for the Hoosiers in Champaign. Don joins us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour today. Janet Jackson tickets, if you're listening to your re-entries, of course, if it's a Janet Jackson song, number 9, going to win a pair of tickets for her June show that's opened by Nelly at Gambridge Fieldhouse. Your chance to win a little bit later on. And again, thank you, Live Nation, for supplying that. Got a lot more for you, too. We got the NFC and the AFC title games coming up this weekend. San Fran, Detroit on Sunday. You got the Ravens. You got KC as well on Sunday. Got some interesting dynamics at work there as well. So let's do it. Get some conversation happening right here. High school-wise, we'll get into that as well. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk little college atmosphere coming at you as well. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland. This is a tavern tour stop inside the AAA Membership Lounge via YouTube Live. Hello to everybody right there. 
great day so far. If you listened, of course, 7 until 10 a.m. with KB and Andy on the morning wake-up call. And Jake, per usual, there's no place else you ever need to go. Noon until 3, Jake has always got you covered along with Jimmy and with Eddie. That's Query and Company. The Razor Shines conversation, that is a job well done because like, like Jake and many others out there, that speaks to our childhood. That speaks to our adolescence. That speaks to us when it was more about overanalyzing every game and being incredibly happy and jovial or being pissy and salty about it. That's when we were all fans and everybody around here was a fan of Razor Shines. Podcast at 1075thefan.com. That's where you can find that conversation with Jake. A little bit earlier today. Again, Bob Lovell coming up. Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Suns. Pacers on the second half of a back-to-back. It is going to be incredibly difficult tonight. Keep you updated on those available for them and what should be a fun sight at Gamers Fieldhouse for you to watch a game later on tonight. Hopefully you guys pack the place. Uh, Of course, Sunday afternoon, Memphis in town as well. So they get the day off on Saturday and back with it on Sunday. Manly's Irish Month, 10th and Shadeland, our location for a tavern tour stop. My man Romy is behind me right there. You see him? Jim Romanek, Heaven Hill Distillery. Cam is here. I see you right I see you right there, Macho Mike. You're sitting right there. You're <laughs> he is. We got shirts to give away. We got stuff to give away and a lot more. Again, Manly's Irish Mutt. 10th and Shadeland. Love to see you here. Don't go anywhere. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm going to damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, quick shout out to my man David Collins right here who works with our friends at uh, Wits Inn. Maybe a tavern tour stop coming up down in Whiteland here relatively soon in 2024. Hey, we are rocking it right here at Manly's Irish Mutt. Just saw Mike Manley, 10th and Shadeland. Uh, we've got the new 2024 Evan Williams, JMV, and Halvey tavern tour stop shirts available while they last. So get here. We'd love to see you. You know, this is such an important event that Sienna came out here. When Sienna Wright comes out here, that means it's, is it okay for me to tell people that you're here? That means it's in a pretty important event right here. So Sienna is in, in the house. Tenth and Shade and see, and you get, she gets to talk to BT Dew, which is even better. So we got the free samples flowing. Of course, we got the T-shirts to give away. We got Frank Vogel coming up here, the head coach of the Suns at 4 o'clock. Don Fisher in the 5 o'clock hour. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, Got a lot going on this weekend, as I have documented so far on the show. And he'll have you covered coming up on Friday and Saturday. Indiana Sports Talk, which reaches all corners of the state of Indiana with Network Indiana Affiliation. It's our friend Bob Lovell. Also brought to you by CarX, your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. Maintain winter road readiness with CarX.com today. Good afternoon, Bob. How are you? I'm great, John. How are you? So last we left you, you were on your way on Saturday night to MC an incredibly important event at your alma mater, Plainfield High School. How did that go? Uh, it went great. It was really a lot of, lot of fun. Ran into people I hadn't seen in a while and uh, was part of their Hall of Fame induction uh, ceremony. Ah. 
and uh, it was just uh, it was a fun, fun night. It really was. Oh, you're a Plainfield. You weren't a Plainfield Hall of Famer before last weekend. I am. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome, dude. I don't. That I don't is know awesome. Why, but yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if Eastern Green has one. I don't, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know well, if they I even want to recognize my presence. One, you would have been a charter member for heaven's sake. Well, I mean, Dusty May's not doing too bad <laughs> right now. At flat, I tell him that all the time. I go, hey, man, you know, stop messing with me here. All right? Stop messing with me. Dial, right. dial down this final four crap, all right? So, no. Um, I don't even know. If, I don't know if we have one. I don't even know with my 12 years of being in that school. And, and see, I go back to when, you know, we basically were in that school, that one place for 12 years. I don't know mm-hmm. if they really want to recognize that, Bob, to be honest with you. Well, I think they look forward to recognizing Dusty. And while they're at it, they might as well recognize <laughs> you. Don't you think? Yes. While they're at it. Yes. That'd yeah. be a great way. You know, hey, That'd hey, be a great... Since we've decided to do this, Dusty. We'll just bring John in, see how it goes. Well, they also decided just while we're at it, since we gathered everybody together, to go ahead and put his dumbass in there. So good, 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 good uh, idea. Yeah, I would think, you know, <laughs> since they already don't, they don't seem to have a statue of you outside the school, uh, you know, uh, the next best thing is to put you in the Hall of Fame. But you got to start a hey, Hall of Fame first. So. I, I did want to start here. I know that you and Greg did the uh, sectional pairings for the girls, final yeah. weekend of the yeah. girls' regular season. Anything stand out to you? And, and I know this. I, I don't have a great scope of what's going on throughout the state. But because of my daughter, I've seen, I've seen Grove play a couple of times. Got one loss on the season. And they, they are beyond legit down in CG. They're good. Well, I think what stood out more than anything, and and I know this is cliched and we talk about it all the time, but how many really, really good basketball teams there are in in girls' basketball and how uh, competitive the tournament should be because, you know, we talked about it throughout the broadcast. There didn't seem to be clear-cut favorites uh, in, in the classes, except with uh, with one A. I mean, you know, Greg is a Lanesville grad, and they won it last yeah. year, and they're ranked number one now. So, you know, you might give them an edge, but uh, two, three, and four, um, they're they're wide open. There's some really, really good teams, and that was the I think the recurring theme that we talked about throughout the broadcast was um, how difficult it would be to win a championship because there's so many good teams. Yeah, I think about that, too. I mentioned CG with, with at least last I checked, one loss. I, I like what uh, I like like Stuckmeyer does really on both ends and has girls oh, yeah. To, yeah. to run a system exactly how he runs it. But, you know, not too far down the road. I mean, you get Mike Armstrong, who's been there and done that for about 19 decades. Now at Franklin, <laughs> now at well, Franklin, your hometown, and they're as talented as anybody in the state. No, they really are. And you're right. I mean, Mike is as good a coach as there is. And so you look around, uh, you know, I know Indian Creek is not in 4A, but but they are a, another team here in Johnson County, uh, very capable of making a championship run. And so um, uh, those are just some of the great stories you have going on. And then, you know, you, you look around, obviously, in, in girls' basketball, like you do in boys' basketball, it just seems like in, in 4A, uh, you're always talking about uh, sectional 10. You're always talking about how, how competitive that's, that sectional is. 
and it just seems to be um, how how these things kind of go from from year to year. And so um, we we talked about it and kept talking about it throughout the broadcast. Uh, and you know, normally you can see somebody who's you know been number one in the polls and done well and has a great returning group from a year ago or what have you uh, might have an edge, but. Um, I mean, this time around, this is really, really, really – it's a tremendously uh, balanced tournament all the way through. It's uh, Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk tonight, tomorrow night. He joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Brought to you by 14th Central Indiana Joe Childers on Carx locations, Carx.com today. You know, this is not, Bob, out of the ordinary, but if you look at the rankings in 4A for the fellas right now, I mean, really, you go 15 of these teams deep, and all but three are from either Marion County or a Donut County. That's really impressive. Well, it is impressive, John. And, and you know what? If you think about it through football, it's, it's something uh, is replicated now in basketball. In central Indiana, there seems to be uh, uh, the predominance of power in, in terms of uh, – you know, boys and girls basketball too, and and also in football, and it's it's hard to argue when you start to look at the bowls. Uh, I think you're 100 percent right. I mean, there you talk about balance in the girls basketball uh, tournament. The same thing is true of the boys, and it's just a situation. I mean, you know, some you know, Fishers hasn't lost. Lawrence North hasn't lost. Western only lost one game. Lake Central. I'm not sure. I saw Lake Central earlier in the tournament at North Central, and I was imp- I was really impressed with those guys. But you got Noblesville Cathedral, Greenfield Central, Attics, um, all here in Indianapolis or Marion County, if you will, all solid. And with with Flory Bedunga at Kokomo, you have to put them in the mix. Um, so you know Ben Davis is having a great year. Brownsburg is playing well. HSE's playing well. Uh, so there's a lot of legitimate contenders just here in the metropolitan area of Indianapolis. Yeah, no doubt about that. Bob Lovell is is with us. I mean, the 4A, then you start to get things spread out. But Danville, obviously, with a one-loss season so right, far, right. having an outstanding year. Uh, Brebuff, Garen, Heritage Hills, uh, Scottsburg, Delta, Northwood. Yeah, Indian Creek, I think, is, is locked in there, too. Um, it's got a, a lot of really good teams. And that's when you start spreading out a little bit, I guess. When you once you start getting out of a four A, you start getting out of the metro here. Well, you do, uh, but, but there are still, as you mentioned, there's still some uh, pretty solid teams in Central Indiana. But the four A ranks are clearly heavily populated uh, in, in Central Indiana, and that's not really a surprise, frankly. And it's not really much of a change. But there's some, you know, three A teams you, you talked about. Uh, the success that Danville's had. I think one of the, the real fun stories is the, the great job that Burbuff and, and uh, Garen Catholic yeah. are, are doing this year. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, I'm, an in, you know, I'm a Johnson County resident. Uh, Indian Creek's had a, a great run. But, you know, down in your part of the, the state, uh, in 3A, um, you know, Southridge is playing well down there. Yep. Uh, they're, 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 they're a really good uh, – you know where they are, and, and that pocket uh, of teams and schools, you got to be pretty good to compete down there. So the great thing is, I just think that you know, aside from 4A, like you point out, you get one, two, and three, and there's great balance all over the state. It's uh, Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk with us, and uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. 
about that. You mentioned Garen, too. I was up there back in the fall, maybe late summer, early fall. And not only are they growing in facilities, but they have a lot of room up there to grow. And I, I guess you look at it annually now. They normally have, you know, consistency in the level of play of their teams. But they're going to be an absolute monster here, even more than what we have seen recently here in, in really the short-term future. There's just so much room to grow up there. There is. And you go back to, to the fall. I mean, success of their football team. Tom Dilley, you know, former coach at Chittard, won a championship yep. there, multiple championships there. Uh, their football team was really, really, really good. And we've talked about this before. There's something about having a good, solid football team that carries over to your other sports programs, and there's a perfect example of it. They're in a cycle right now where they have some tremendously talented athletes uh, on the boys and girls side, and so they're benefiting from it clearly. So Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk also, he's going to be talking about this weekend, certainly on Saturday, getting you a recap of IU Illinois, of uh, Butler of Illinois. This is at a very important stretch for the dogs of Thad Mata. You get Nova tomorrow at Hinkle, and then on the road you go with Creighton and UConn, and there's absolutely nothing easy about that. But this is something that the dogs need to overcome with that resume and trying to make that NCAA tournament in mind. Well, it's a great point, John, and, and it under, underscores how important it is to play well at home. And uh, you just rattled off some, some games coming up. It, it's um, – Man, it's murderous, to be honest. It's, <laughs> the Big East, as always, is really, really pretty good. And so you've got Nova coming in. Um, you, you need to hold serve. Uh, this is not the, the Nova of Jay Wright, but it is still a very talented team. And, and they're just a situation where I think that, that Butler is one of those teams where the, their record doesn't indicate how actually good they are. They're a good basketball team. It's just that they play such a demanding schedule uh, that it doesn't necessarily reflect in the record. Clearly, that's what you have to do in terms of judging their, uh, whether they'll make the tournament or not. But they, they really they – really, I think it's a big situation not only for Butler but for IU. They both need to start stringing wins together because if you look up on the calendar, you're in the, toward the end of January and you're, you're clearly running out of time. Yeah, if you're IU, it is uh, same but certainly more dire for the Hoosiers in Champaign on Saturday. And then I saw Zach Eady at the Pacer game last night, and, you know, his teammates and himself and Matt Painter and company loaded up and going Sunday to Rutgers, a place where I don't even know. I have to look up the Boilermakers seniors. I got, I think after COVID, I think, and that added year for everybody, I don't know what the hell anybody is anymore. So the senior class, evidently, according to Rob Blackman earlier this week, told me that they had never won on the road at Rutgers. So Sunday afternoon would be a nice time for them to do that. Break that trend. Well, yeah, it would. And and Rutgers has, just ask IU and and certainly Purdue, has played awfully well in their building. And uh, I've said it multiple times on your show, um, college basketball is pretty simple. You, the home team wins a lot of times, you know, like 70% of the time. And so it, it's hard. That's why it's hard to win games because you're, you're going into somebody else's building and they're used to being there, the, the emotion, the crowd, the routine, the, the familiarity, and all those kinds of things work against you. And so you have to be mentally and physically tough to be able to win on the road, irrespective of who you are and where you are. 
Hey, Bob, got to get a little bit of love to Robbie Goggles joined me yesterday. And, uh, you know, Robbie Avila of the Sycamores, the sophomore, they they have a mammoth. racers from Murray State. (laughs) They have a massive game on Saturday evening at 6 o'clock at the Holman Center against Bradley. And what's interesting about that is, you know, Bradley, Bradley's really good. First time out in December, they beat Bradley in Peoria. However, right. uh, Connor Hickman, Connor Hickman's a product of J.R. Holmes and Bloomington South didn't play in the second half. Right. He is back tomorrow. So they, this is actually a run. They got Bradley at home, Belmont midweek in Nashville, and then Drake back at home next Sunday. Both those home and center games are on the ESPN network of channels, ESPNU tomorrow, and then Drake on ESPN2 a week from tomorrow. This is a hell of a stretch to kind of like, all right, it's a fun little story right now, but right. it needs to become serious damn business as early as tomorrow evening. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And I just think that they're in a, I think the Valley's in a position that if Indiana State can continue to play the way they are, uh, this may be uh, a two-bid league uh, like it used to be. They may be able to get that second one in, and we're certainly hopeful that it's the Sycamores. But you're right. They're playing so well, and uh, Robbie Avila is one of the major reasons why. Offensively, I'm not sure who's better than they are in the country, quite frankly, in terms of efficiency. So th- this is a huge, huge stretch. January, as we talked about before, John, is a tough, tough month. It's a long month in college basketball, and it's also incredibly important for your postseason plans is you got to take care of business. And the Holman Center uh, will be packed, which I think is cool. You're talking about sellouts now when they play yep. at home, and that's as it ought to be. And the only question is whether you, you have had, have your Robbie Avila goggles, if you've got them or not. Oh, well, I told him he – after this win tomorrow, he and Matt Graves, assistant coach – they got to go down to 8th and Crawford, where I lived back in the early 90s, and get their picture taken wearing goggles in front of my – by the way, that, that house, I don't know how that hasn't been torn down. I mean, my goodness, it looks terrible. Well, it's a historical but that site, was John. my place. You know that. <laughs> yeah. That's on, that's on the historical of... registry. <laughs> I told him yesterday, I said, go up in the attic. I think I left a lot of clothes oh. up there from oh, 1993. My. So go grab them, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're fun. They're fun to watch. But seriously, this is now, this is now getting down down to a time because it's a fun story and and goggles and Josh Shirts being, my God, please don't let it be DePaul of all places. But you know, Josh Shirts being mentioned regarding possibilities <laughs> right. of coaching someplace else. I I say that about Dusty too. I go, God, please not DePaul. Come on now, but. That said, a very important time for the Sycamores beginning tomorrow. Bob Lovell's going to have you covered. Of course, brought to you by CarX, your 14th Central Indiana. Joe Childers run CarX locations. Bob's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline tonight, tomorrow night, Network Indiana. It is Sports Talk with Bob Lovell with us today. It's always a pleasure, Bob. Again, congratulations on being Thanks, on John. the Hall of Fame, that Hall of Fame list at Plainfield. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, John. Take care. Yeah, Bob Lovell right there of Indiana Sports Talk. By the way, Alex is over there, the shop in Broad Ripple in Cornwall. You guys opening up a new location? I hear that? Well, jump over here in a second. I want to ask you that. But this is um, the Indiana State Sycamore shirt. We were talking to Robbie Avila yesterday, the sophomore, 
And I think that Brian, the partner of Alex, they want to come up with some Robbie Goggle T-shirts, Robbie Goggles. But this is the latest. This is badass right here. This is badass. Indiana State Sycamores T-shirt, the shop. Broad Ripple of Carmel, and I believe a new location coming up as well. Romy rejoins Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Suns, coming up at the top of the hour. Phoenix and the Pacers tonight. Gamers Fieldhouse, Mark Boyle's got the call right here. Of course, pregame show begins at 6.30. That tip time is at 7. Pacers a winner last night. We'll get to that. We'll get to your calls if you're on hold. Tavern Tour stop with Evan Williams. 10th and Shadlin. Manly's Irish Mutt. T-shirts to give away, free samples to hand out on a Friday with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a I want you to be nice. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, so we're back at Manly's Irish Mall. You just heard the Sways, Sky Point, the Sways. So a reboot of Roadhouse is coming out, right? Marshall Artig checks in. I got to give a shout out to J-Law. J-Law, who comes out from Food Bar Lounge all the time, listens to this show, listens to the JMV Takeover, has maintained a pretty good friendship, it seems, social media-wise, with Marshall Artig. And if you're asking who that is, Marshall Artig is the actor that played Jimmy in the original Roadhouse. Remember, Jimmy was a badass, right? Jimmy ended up getting his throat ripped out by Dalton toward the end. But I just retweeted this. Jimmy or Marshall Artigue, and I think that J-Law was responsible for getting him involved with a lot of your questions, answering a lot of your questions about what to expect from the Roadhouse reboot. You guys have been asking me. I've given my opinion on it. But this is from... Marshall R. Teague, the actor who played Jimmy in the original, which is one hell of a resource to have if you're a part of this show. You can check that out. I just retweeted that or re-X'd it or whatever, and you can find it at JMV1070 if you so desire. Manly's Irish Mutt, good to see you, man. 10th and Shadlin, we got uh, T-shirts to give away. Tavern Tour Stop T-shirts for 2024. You guys want some T-shirts? Oh, yeah. We're going to get T-shirts over there, courtesy of Evan Williams. And free samples flowing. I'll tell you what, Alex, come over here really quick before I hit this top of the hour. I'm going to get to Alex. We got Frank Vogel, head coach of the Suns, top of the hour. Matthew and Mains at 239-1070. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Hi, JMV. Matthew, how's it going in Maine? Oh, it's going. It's snowing right now. Oh, man. It's just rainy and wet and stinky and dirty. It's what it is here. No good. No fun at all. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time either. That sounds worse it than mine not today. Time. Not a good time. Okay, you don't want to wear your good shoes out in this. You're going to ruin them <laughs> quickly, no doubt. What do you got, Matthew? All right. So my friend Gertie wants to know, what yes. Indiana schools are going to make the NCAA tournament this year? Um, well, uh, there's a lot of hope here, but – it is going to be, hopefully, Indiana State and Purdue. Um, Indiana State still, to me, has to win the Missouri Valley Conference. So I think all you're going to get is one. I think you're going to get Purdue. I don't think IU's going to make it. I think uh, Butler, with all due respect, is going to be on a wing and a prayer, and, and unless you're going to win some conference tournament. I know Michael Lewis with Ball State 
And Notre Dame's not going to go anywhere. Again, sorry, Kevin, but that's kind of where we are right now. I think I think what we're going to come down to is is one. I want two to get in. I just got to have Indiana State win the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. So I'll say two, but more than likely you may end up getting one. Seems about right. Well, if it's any yeah. consolation to the IU faithful, and it probably won't be, but this is my favorite and also most hated fun fact about the tournament. Of the men's team, Maine is the only state who's never been invited. Really? Yeah, we only have well, the one Division One school that's eligible to go, so that doesn't love our chances. Right. But of, of the 49 states well, that have a D1 school, the only state to never make an appearance in however old the – the tournament is, is Maine. Do you need me to get to Maine and coach them up, the Maine Bears? I'll coach them up. See, at the very least, I'm going to play an exciting, a fun style of basketball. So I can come up there and coach them up if you think. I yes, can do it. Please, yeah. please do so. Matthew, request tomorrow night JMV takeover. I'll be looking for it. All right. I'll be thinking of something. Matthew and Maine right there. Listen, I'll coach you up. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play up-tempo. We're going to shoot a lot of threes. All right? I'm going to have to have – and that's what I did with my girls, and that's when I watch my girls right now, and I go, oh, my God, can you at least run the floor for God's sake? So you got to run the floor a little bit. you got to get back on D. Not to be great on D, but can you get your ass back on D for a minute? So, yeah, if you guys want me to coach in Maine, I certainly can. All right, Alex on the other side, Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Suns, the former Pacer head coach, joins us coming up here as well. Manly's Irish Mutt, it's a tavern tour stop to start 2024 at 10th and Shadeland. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me, Miles Davis. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Manly's Irish Mud Hour 2, Tavern Tour Stop. Hey, Romy. So, Sweebo over there. That's Andy Sweeney over there. The morning show co-host. Sweebo's going up there unknowing that all he has to do is trip the light fantastic for you to get a beverage. Sweebo doesn't know. Hey, I want to get Sweebo so drunk that we can shave his beard here before the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Sweet Sweebo will never want to come by a JMV live show ever again. We'll talk to Andy in a second. Frank Vogel in a couple of minutes too. Hang out for that conversation again. Tavern Tour Stop 2024. We start here at Manley's Irish Mutt 10th and Shadeland. Mike Manley, thank you very much, brother, for having us as always. Cam's the on-site engineer. James back at the studio. Frank Vogel in a second. Joining us now, um, and you can see if you're watching via the AAA Membership Lounge, that is YouTube Live right now. The Indiana State shirt, Sycamore's Bradley tomorrow, 6 o'clock, ESPNU, Holman Center, badass shirt. Alex and Brian, the shop in Broad Ripple and Carmel with a new location forthcoming. Uh, the Alex portion of us joins us here. I'm going to put you on. You're kind of like Nelly to Janet Jackson, like that to Frank Vogel. Like Nelly opens up for Janet Jackson. Oh, I got you. Okay. You're going to open up I for Frank I said Vogel. I'm Nelly to Brian's Janet Jackson. That's pretty funny, though. That would have been better. <laughs> I should have gone with that. Are you getting tickets for uh, Engelpuke? He's a big Nelly fan. Oh, my God. There's no bigger uh, Nelly every, fan. Every JMV golf outing, he's blasting Nelly on his phone. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> and I go, and when he, when he, like, sings, so take off all your clothes, I want to vomit. I do. I go, no, <laughs> no, no. But no, Nelly no. or Engelpuke? Hey, hey, say Eastern Hancock, keep your stinking clothes on, all right? <laughs> 
Nobody wants that. So he was a Franklin College wide receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although I don't think over his four-year time there, I don't think they threw a pass. Did they? They ran every time. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't yeah. know Franklin College existed until I <laughs> met my wife who went there. So <laughs> I went to Purdue. <laughs> I don't know anything about Franklin. All right. So tell me this. Indiana State. T-shirts right here and more. Yeah, the so show. I think that one evokes an old center court design. It does. Uh, I was told I am. That's probably where Larry Bird played that first pickup game when he played in work boots and jeans. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, so we just released that. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping Indiana State gets into the, fi- into the tournament. Yes, you are. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, the other Purdue, Fort Wayne, maybe they got a chance too. Um, but, yeah, so we've got a lot going on. Uh, our waistlines aren't the only thing growing at the shop. Are, where are you guys getting a new location? Uh, Mass Avenue and College nice. right there. So where Peacewater Winery is uh, in that yep. building next to the Indy Fringe across from Bottle Works. It's going to be great. Oh, Bottle Works is just getting big upon big. Oh, That's where my kids want to go. To. We're going to see Flock of Seagulls tonight. They want to go to Clancy's prior to. You're taking so. your kids to see Flock of Seagulls? They want to go. Oh, okay. They're my kids. All okay. right, they, you, mean, know that, you know that you know that they want to go. You know the garage is amazing. Yeah, like that is that is the spot. That Are is, you surprised my kids want to go see Flock of Seagulls? I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. Why would you be? My kids love Howard Jones, a Flock of Seagulls, psychedelic furs, squeeze. <sighs> Do you let them? You let them listen to or watch anything? You know? Yes. Well, if you hang around me long enough, you're just going to fall <laughs> yeah, in love okay. with. That, it. That's yeah. cool though. You're taking but, the kids to concerts. I yeah. didn't get to do that as a kid. We're taking uh. My four boys to AJR at Gamebridge Fieldhouse oh. in April, which is an amazing show. We're excited for that. I took my kids to see The Interrupters, which is like a ska punk band at the I think awesome White seen River. Justin Timberlake before, and then we went backstage during Carb Day when Brian Evans or Brian Evans, Brian Adams was playing, and I went to the bathroom and I walked back, and Blake is talking to this long-haired dude sitting on a big concrete block. And I go, what in the hell's happened in here? And it was Dave Perner of Soul Asylum, my lead singer. Huh. And they were having a conversation. And I said, hey, what you guys talk about, Blake? And he said, eh, he's just going to ask me what I thought about doing and what I liked and what songs I liked and all that stuff. But Perner was really cool to him. That's awesome. He may have been a little bit stoned, but he was really cool That's to all him. That's all right. Yeah. That's so, all right. All right, how can people get a hold of you for this T-shirt? I mean, the shopindy.com. Uh, you can head to Broad Ripple, our store there, at, uh, right across. It's across the street from Union Jack now. Uh, we've got the store in Carmel, yep. um, just south of Matt the Miller on Rangeline Road. Uh, and um, then we are opening a new store on Mass Avenue at the intersection of Mass Avenue College. It'll be a soft opening all-star weekend. Um, and hopefully, by the time Purdue's here with their number one seed in March, you uh, got to get something with, open and ready. with, like, Edie wearing those sunglasses last night. <laughs> is that what he was wearing last night? You see, I saw him at an Indians game wearing a bucket hat night? this summer. Yeah, you've got to get Edie with the sunglasses on for a T-shirt. He is tall. I wear my sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that. I think Corey Hart would probably get mad. But, yeah, the sunglasses at night. He's yeah. going like Jack Nicholson indoors with the sunglasses last night. Yeah, you know, that's he's, he's a star. He's making a lot of money, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, buddy. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. Tell BK I said hello, too. Well, he might be listening. Who knows? He had to get a haircut. So it's anyway, a haircut that's day. the priority over going on the radio. Right. The it's spot day for Brian. And Broad Ripple and Carmel and off of Mass Ave forthcoming as well, hopefully before the All-Star weekend. Thanks, brother. Hey, thank you. The latest in Indiana State gear. Hey, Sweebo's going to join me in a second, too. We are going to test, Romy, Sweebo's alcohol tolerance here and see where we go with this, all right? Because... He's going to be clean-shaven by 6.30. I promise. 
Right, we're going to get him a clean shave right there. Do you realize Sweebo. how hard it is for a ginger to grow a beard? Is it is it that hard, Sweebo? Huh. I don't know that. Andy Sweeney is going to join me at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk with him. That is Jim Romanek. <laughs> we are at a tavern tour stop at Manly's Irish Mutt looking for you. All right. We've got Don Fisher coming up. Let's go now to the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. And he has not been on for a while. The head coach of the Phoenix Suns. You get the Suns and the Pacers later on tonight. Former Pacer head coach Frank Vogel joins us. Hey, Frank, thank you for the time. How are you? What's up, JMV? How you been, man? My brother, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how long it's been since you've been on this show? I don't know how long it's been. May 4th, 2012. Oh, my goodness. And here's how, how, I know, how I know why is because that was the day that uh, MCA died of Beastie Boys. And you and I talked uh-huh. about MCA of the Beastie Boys for probably the first seven minutes because that was breaking news that day. So, yes. That's right. That was a sad day. It was because, I mean, you told me you went back um, when you grew up. You knew about them before basically the rest of the world knew about the Beastie Boys growing up when you did. So. Oh, yeah, we, we followed them. They were, they were big time. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, Phoenix now, of course, um, getting ready for a game later on tonight. We saw you, obviously, on Sunday. How do you think your team's playing right now, and especially in terms of your big three, with Durant, with Beal, with Booker? How's everything coming together for you at this point of the season? Yeah, it's really starting to gel for us. You know, we really uh, we spent the first two months of the season without having uh, the big three together. You know, just a handful of times, um, either one or both of them was out, and um, you know it's really difficult to build cohesion uh, through that. But um, they've been healthy for a little bit of a stretch here, and finally getting some tra- some traction. You've been so many different play or places, and with such a high level of success as a coach, how different is it than let's just say, for example, Frank, when you first started, to make sure you maximize time on the floor, but also with what is the end result and the goal in mind, making sure these guys, especially those three in particular, get the rest that they need. Yeah, they rest on off days. <laughs> it's, uh, it's always a balance, you know. I mean, you want to manage the the, the marathon the best that you can, yeah. Uh, while trying to win every night, you know, you have to stay in the moment and and uh, whatever game is in front of you, you got to do whatever it takes to to get that game uh, within you know within reason. And um, you know, like I said, I think uh, league wide uh, teams are practicing less and less and doing less shoot arounds, so uh, the mental approach is is that much more important. You know, I, I think uh, being with the Lakers and the team we had there uh, with LeBron, um, just being really dialed into the film sessions and uh, the, the mental approach has, has really uh, showed me a lot of lessons of how, how we can improve our team and uh, build cohesiveness and all that stuff, you know, while keeping them off of, uh, off of their feet, you know. And um, like I said, the whole league has kind of done a little bit of that, but, you know, I feel like we're doing a good job uh, managing that. I was going to ask you that, too, regarding practice, because, for example, for the Pacers team you're up against later on tonight, Pascal Siakam had not practiced until, I believe, going back to Wednesday. Um, How often do you practice? Is it enough practice time for you? Or, again, is this just kind of a juggling act that, that you have to do? Well, it's, it's definitely a juggling act. And, you know, for, for all the things that I want to cover and, and, and build, uh, 
you know, discipline with, you know, which takes practice and reps and, you know, guys working together and, and having the ability to blow the whistle, stop, teach it correct. You know, like there's a big value in that, you know, um, but you have to measure that against uh, guys being fresh, guys being healthy. Um, because there's a lot of situations where you try to try to get some work done, and you know, a guy rolls an ankle or something like that in practice, and ends up being counterproductive. So um, it is a juggling act. But you know, like I said, it, if you can improve your team with the mental approach, then uh, then you got a team that's got a chance to do something. He is Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Suns Pacers coming up later on tonight at Gambridge Fieldhouse. You know, obviously we saw you guys on Sunday in that win over the Pacers. What, it, it looked pretty cohesive to me. But what's this look like? This product you have present day to you compared to your expectations and then your further goals down the road with this group? Yeah, the thing that we're seeing a lot uh, of late is, you know, that we got three guys that require double teams, you know, whether it's Kevin Durant's post-ups or Devin Booker or Bradley Beal's pick and rolls or their pin downs, um, you know, or their isolation situations. You know, we, we find guys that, um, you know, we know that the opponent is going to double team and, you know, when, when one of those guys is getting double teamed and, and you have a, a, a Bradley Beal and a Kevin Durant on the backside or if, or if KD's getting double teamed and you have Bradley Beal and Devin Booker on the backside, it, it makes it a, a, a little bit of a problem for the opposing coach to make those those choices. You know, do you want to live with those guys getting open shots on the backside or uh, or, or trying to play those guys straight up, um, which, uh, which they win those matchups most times. So, uh, we're really starting to see that uh, with the games that we've had of late, and um, hopefully we can continue to grow our spacing and all the things that go into that. He is uh, Frank Vogel, the head coach of the Suns. What you make of, of what you saw from the Pacers? Obviously, you know, without Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, it's it's drastically different, but from what you've seen both with him on tape and, and what you saw in them on Sunday without him? Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's become one of the best players in the NBA. You know, I mean, it's it's that simple, and I, I think it's reflective in the All-Star voting, uh, where I believe he's first uh, in the East amongst guards, and it's well-deserved. He's a wizard out there with the basketball. He sees things that no one else on the floor is seeing before they even happen, and he has the ability to deliver the basketball. He's great. He's got great deception with his eyes. Um, you, know, you never know where he's going with it, and he freezes defense, and, um, you know, he's really, really a guy that's, that's difficult to prepare for, and um, you know he's the head of the snake for their their guys, but you know I think that the team is it goes beyond Tyrese Halliburton. You know they've done a great job. Kevin Pritchard in their front office have done a, a phenomenal job, um, just drafting you know good talent. You know what I mean? It's it's not like they're they're going to the, the top three in the, in the lottery and and you know drafting future stars, but they're getting good player after good player after good player. And their young talent is uh, is really helping them win games. I, I think the addition of Siakam is going to really help them, and I think he's a great fit next to my guy Miles Turner, who uh, who I had in, in his rookie year, yep. who I'm very very fond of as a person and as a player. He, he's just become uh, one heck of a basketball player, and I'm super happy for him. Hopefully, he doesn't do well against us. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's somebody that I'll always be rooting for, and uh, you know their their future is bright. You know, especially with Rick, Rick Carlisle coaching them up the way the way they're. They're doing it. I mean, to be the the number one offense in the league, and and quite frankly, to have a you know a, an offensive rating that would, if if, if they finished the season today, would be the best in the history of the NBA, is just just remarkable, and that speaks to to Rick's offensive mind.
So Frank Vogel with us. Um, we've seen such an uptick in offense over the years. Do you like? I lo- like for me. I love offense, and I love where it is going. Is there at times going to be more? of a balance or ultimately is that just up to each individual team to get better within those parameters defensively because sometimes it feels like it's a little bit too much outweighed from offense to defense where we are right now what do you think yeah well i mean the modern nba offense is very difficult to slow down you know it really is the skill level has really grown you have five guys on the floor typically at all times that can shoot threes and um, the space that comes along with that makes it difficult to guard guys in one-on-one situations and you know the, the footwork the physicality of, of, of players playing offensive basketball not just in the post but in iso and, and bully drives and you know, using their big shoulders to create space if you bring a little bit of help you get burned by a three so it's uh it's very challenging, you know, as a as a defensive minded guy, uh, you know, to scheme these things up. But um, if if you want to win at the highest level, you got to defend at a high level, you know. So that's something that we're preaching with our guys. What, what do you want? Um, what do you want your guys to keep your game to game defensive average? Uh, in terms of our defensive, yeah, play, and, uh, I, I guess total point output. I guess, and I, I know you, sometimes you get some stragglers here and there, but like, is there a goal in which defensively you want to hit as total points for the team that you're playing? No, because every team plays, plays a different pace. Okay, you know, and um, you know, we're, we're more concerned with the defensive efficiency, uh, which we like to keep. Uh, I think the number one team in the league is is under 110, maybe 107, something like that. Uh, we like to keep it uh, around there, under 110. You know, it gives us a chance to win each night. You know, I mean, it's but this is JMB. This will tell you how much the game has changed. My my teams back with the, the Hibbert West teams when we had the best defense in the league, our defensive rating was 97 <laughs> or like 96.7 or something something like that. Now and now to to lead the NBA, you got to be uh, I think 108 or something like that. So, um, like I said, it's a, it's a challenge. But, um, you know, teams are going to win at the highest level and give themselves a chance to win the championship or going to guard at a high level. Hey, Frank, clearly I was taking my analytics course back in 1995 right there. So, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But that, that is incredible because we just went over and kind of joked about the last time you were on the show. But that's really not a hell of a lot of time right there to change that drastically, is it? No, it's it's not. You know, it's just been an explosion uh, of, of offense, and the style of play has, has really changed. I mean, it's just a, it's a different game now. Frank Vogel is with us. Um, what's Indiana, Indianapolis, mean to you in reflection? Oh, uh, it's it's one of the most special places in the league for me. I mean, the city itself. Um, you know, for me, I I raised my daughters there. We moved there when they were three and one, and uh, there for nine years. You know, so uh, they consider that home. Um, we've been back just about every summer you know, since I left uh, to visit friends. We, we, we maintained our house there for a long time. And, um, you know, it'll always be home for me. The city will, um, Indianapolis and Carmel. But then the Pacers organization itself, you, you know, is going to be special to me for forever as well. You know, they, they give me my first opportunity to be a head coach. I'll, I'll forever be in, indebted to, to Herb Simon and, and Larry Bird and, uh, David Morway uh, for giving me that opportunity way back when, and um, man, when we we took off and we started winning games with that group that uh, you know, got within a game of the NBA Finals, you know those are those are special teams to me. I'm still in close contact with uh, a lot of those those guys, PG and Roy and, and, and David West and, and Lance George Hill, uh, all those guys, even Yamahimi, CJ Miles. Like that that team was that team was very close. We had a very 
family-oriented uh, type of approach, and um, you know those teams will be very special to me forever. Was there ever a point where you thought the Lakers might have been the end, end of their coaching road for you? You never know. I was hopeful that it would be. You know, I think when you win an NBA championship, you have a you know you have a, a feeling like you have an opportunity or you have a chance to, to stick and to be there for a long time. But, you know, the Lakers are, uh, you know, a, a championship or bust type of organization and was just wasn't in the cards for me. But, um, you know, I think when we had that success early on there, I was hopeful that that would be the case. Uh, Matt Ishbia, I was going to ask about him as an owner, and this is what occurs to me. And again, uh, my analytics were 95, and my knowledge is probably stuck back there too. But he seems certainly, with his background, um, a very big time lover of basketball. It, it, that has to be a really cool aspect for you, knowing that that you have an owner that it has all of his life basically been so invested in the game that you're coaching. No doubt, and it's been a lot of fun. He's great. You know, he's a, he's a guy that was, was a walk-on for, for Tom Izzo uh, on the team at Michigan State, on the team that won a national championship, I think, in 99. And, um, you know, he's just a basketball junkie, you know. So, I mean, he runs his business, and he's invested in the world that, in, in the mortgage industry. Uh, but he's a he's a basketball junkie. He knows his stuff. He, he has great questions, and um, he's a great partner in what we're doing uh, in terms of adding the talent that we want to add, and um, you know, just looking at all of our processes and ways we can be great on a daily basis. And I'm really enjoying working with him. Yeah, Brad Stevens said this long ago, and it may have been said before Brad said it too. But uh, I'll, I'll take the cue from him. He said, you know, everybody when he was a Butler, you know, everybody that you know is is cleaning up the field house to to coaching the team, whatever needs to be pushing in the same direction and and noticing this you don't often get that and this seems like a a really special parallel you have in phoenix where from ownership on down everybody's pushing in the same direction and when you don't often have that it has to be very special when you do in this case no it it really is off to a phenomenal start in year one uh, with this group, James Jones is as our, our, our front office and Josh Borrelstein, uh, but Matt Ishby is leadership. And then on down to our captains, you know, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker have been great, great partners so far um, in terms of really working together and, and being flexible. And, you know, let's, let's combine all of our experiences and successes, uh, you know, to, to produce a champion. And, um, you know, like I said, we've been uh, battered with injuries early on. Uh, but since we've gotten healthy, we've shown some real flashes of, of what, what our potential and what our ceiling could be, and uh, we have a we have a chance to you know to believe that we're one of the teams that, that has an opportunity to win an NBA championship this year. So, you know, we're not taking that lightly and um, you know putting in all the work. Frank Vogel joins us. Before I let you go, uh, will you do you see yourself returning once everything's done and you're you're cool and satisfied with a, a great career? Will you return here? I could definitely see that, you know, like I said, uh, you know, it's, it's always felt like home to me. My daughters were raised there. Um, one of my daughters is going to school at the University of Wisconsin, so, so she returns to the Midwest, and yeah. my, my other one might as well. Um, <laughs> nice. She's a senior. She's, she's looking at some of the schools. I use one of them. And, um, you know, we're going to keep that door open, you know, because, uh, you know, we had some great years there, and, and you know, this, the Indianapolis will always be uh, be close to my heart. Hey, Frank, i got to send all my kids to Indiana State, okay? i got to give them some helpers. So we got to send That's them all, right. all to Teradice. They're having a good year this year, though, so, well, you know, it's good. But uh, got to send them all to Indiana Great. State. Honestly, absolute pleasure to have you on the show again. It has been way too long, and uh, we won't 
spend this time apart uh, again like this. I always love talking to you and uh, loved your time here. The best of luck to you with Phoenix, uh, no matter what happens coming up later on tonight at the Fieldhouse. But again, thank you so much for taking out the time and uh, being on the show today, Frank. I really appreciate it. Tell everybody in the family we said hello. Will do, and best to your family and, and everybody back in the Indianapolis community. I miss everyone back there, so uh, I'm excited to be back. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate you. All right, take care. It's uh, Frank Vogel right there, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, listen, guys, and I saw pictures with, with Kristen Neri and Quinn and Jeremiah Johnson and Mark Boyle and everybody out there last week when they're in Phoenix. That is just – we always get wrapped up in basketball and living in the moment and being pissed about this and angry about that and, and a love affair or something else. But that is a genuinely great dude right there. It really is. Frank Vogel, if you missed any of it, podcast 1075thefan.com. Quick break. We shall – oh, yeah, by the way – Suns Pacers coming up after us. Actually, it's going to be not only after us, but after coming up uh, on the last word a little bit later on, too. Again, we're live. It is a larceny. It is an Evan Williams. It is collectively a tavern tour stop. Manly's Irish Mutt. We are on the east side today. 10th and Shadeland. Get out here. If you got some time, we'll uh, get you a free sample, maybe some gear. Tavern Tour Stop 2024 gear is available right now. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland. Back with you next. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, right there's another hillbilly from Louisville like the one we're about to talk to right here. Hey, by the way, too, shout out to Frank Vogel. <laughs> Frank Vogel, head coach of the Phoenix Suns. You get the Suns and the Pacers tonight. I'm going to tell you what, I was impressed with the Pacer game last night. I told you about that, both ends. Like, I get a lot of jackasses that go, uh, yeah, their defense is terrible. Their defense was not terrible last night. Their defense is getting better. And if, you, if some of you out there, not all of you, I know that a big number of you know what you're talking about, but you have to keep in mind what I reference the dumbasses. I get hit up by some of the dumbest basketball people ever, right? That are probably coaching up your kids right now and have no idea what they're doing. But I get hit up by these people, and then I have to, we together have to set them straight on it. So last night was a beyond sound defensive effort. And we talked about Miles against Embiid. Well, Embiid had 31. You know, we had 70 the game prior, all right? Embiid's going to get 31 just rolling out of bed. But he didn't go to the free throw line 20 times. Didn't go 19 of 20 from the free throw line. And Miles, it was a combination. I thought Miles, Miles was tough and strong and solid and physical without fouling. For the first time in a long time, I saw Miles act as if he didn't have to come out there and shut him down because nobody's going to shut him down. You have to play solid, sound defense. You don't reach. If you watched, if his arms weren't up, his arms were down at his sides because he didn't want to get one of those cheap-ass Embiid rip-through type of bullcrap foul calls. No, he played it well. 
And he got a lot of help from his friends because they made You go back and watch that game. They made the entry passes to Embiid as difficult as possible. And I told you this, in the NBA, that clock's ticking, right? They get the 24-second shot clock. That thing is ticking. And they will fake it once or twice. And if they feel that there's not a really good path or a clear path to get the ball, they'll immediately reverse it because you don't have enough time to stare that thing down. And I saw, and you saw Buddy Heel do it a number of times, Andrew Nimhard a number of times. Good defensive effort, but tonight you get Durant, Booker, and Beal, which on the back half of a back-to-back is going to be incredibly difficult. We shall see. Frank Vogel was really good. Podcast with the former Pacer coach, present Suns coach. It's 107.5thefan.com. Hey, we're live at Manly's Irish Month, 10th and Shadeland. Uh, we're here for a tavern tour stop, number one for 2024. Romy is here. Romy, you doing all right? I'm doing absolutely. Uh, we're handing out samples here. I'm handing out samples left and right, man. These guys are great. The crowd is great. Oh, I don't even. T-shirts are getting low. Look at that. Low T-shirts. Okay. I mean, we brought a ton, but man, this crowd is fantastic. And I introduce you to Sweebo. This is Andy Sweeney. Morning wake up call. KB and Andy. That's the Andy part of it right here. Oh, he's, he's the redneck from Northern Kentucky that I, I talked this, about. I, right I there. listen to this man. He's We've had some conversations. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> he, he's getting me lubed up over here. I'm fine. You don't I'm, worry I'm about what I'm, I'm doing. Gonna, I'm going to see what your tolerance might be today oh, here. It's pretty high. There's I, not many things I do well. This happens to be just one of them. Well, here's one thing. I, I've got to drive downtown. Today's Blake's birthday. He's 18. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on. I got a little misty this morning, right? I did. I got a little bit emotional, even beyond Cats in the Cradle and Harry Chapin. I got a little emotional. <laughs> but uh, Blake and Eleni and I'm taking the kids. They wanted to go see a flock of seagulls tonight at the Egyptian Room. And we're going to go see Mike Score, original member of a flock of seagulls. You're good. Who I ran. And I, I love the fact my kids like I ran and Wishing and Space Age Love Song. And then past that, I think there's a cover band for Depeche Mode that opens, I think. I'd love it. I believe. It's You're not actually. They like all that old stuff. Yeah, I guarantee you got them hooked nasty. on Howard. I guarantee you but got them hooked on Howard Jones. We, well, oh, I love it. They love Howard Jones. I, I told Sweebo that if we got him too hammered right here, that I could, I like, I'm going downtown so I could just drop him off somewhere. We're going to see his tolerance level, what that I, might be. I mean, that's fine. My uh, my wife's a, a mile and a half down the road. You know, we live in Irvington. I have to tell her, pack the Is boy really up and uh, let's go. You just go down 10th Street right here? <laughs> yeah, it's like two miles down the road. Is that's really? why I came over here. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else do I have I've to do tonight? I've him so well. I know he lives in Irvington, my man. Yeah. 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 We're, we're best buddies already. Yeah, we're good to go. We're drinking drinks. You're interviewing Frank Vogel. We're good to go. And you've not been here before? I had not been here before. I, w- I was telling him, I was like, the crazy thing about moving to Indianapolis is me and my wife, before and even, you know, when she got pregnant, we were going out. We go out like every night. Like we have nothing. We have no responsibility. Yeah. We had nothing to spend the paycheck on, you right. know? So it was like four or five nights. And, we, you know, we'd go out. We'd have dinner. Go out, you know, different breweries, different bars. So well, Southern Indiana, and I moved to Indianapolis, and I'm like, I don't know as much as I need to know. So no, I walk in here. This place is busy. You're on the speaker. Everything's good. See, Everything's good. Where you're from in Northern Kentucky, you got to go to Golden Corral every night. <laughs> <laughs> you, you play that? Did James play that Jeff Brom rejoin on purpose, or did it just come up in the rotator? I, James, I kind of need to know: Northern was it in Kentucky. the rotator or was it on purpose? Oh, it was definitely on purpose. Okay. Oh, just purpose. making sure. Now you were, you lived in Sellersburg. 
Or Clarksville. I, did, I lived in Sellersburg, yeah. Well, yeah. you guys call it Clarksville down there. Not <laughs> Clarksville. Clarksville. Yeah, I mean, I sold, I sold the house. I don't know. It was like a month ago. We closed, yeah. which is a good thing for the Sweeney family to close on that house. Was yeah. it good? Big time. Yeah, everything you, worked out great. You had a bad neighbor? No, you buy. Do you, you buy, sell your home to somebody uh, that has to live next to a crappy neighbor now? <laughs> you buy You buy low, you sell high. That's what the Sweeney's did. All right, uh, let's give a shout out to your neighbors right now. Are they good folks? Good peoples? Uh, what here? Yeah. Oh, they're Irving let's give neighbors. Them some love. Yeah, let's go. No, they know who love? they are. What are their names? My man Chris. Chris. That's what's the, his last? We say first and last names here. We go. Chris on. Durham. That's my neighbor Chris who in, who invites me over. He's in Vegas right now. Oh, is he? But it, get this. He's in Vegas. His his kids who are like high school level, you know, kids or whatever. Yeah. You know, they have the house to themselves. Oh. They got the party room, the house, and everything else. I'm like, I'm listen. I don't see anything. Man, my mom did Keeping that. my mouth my shut. Mom, my mom went to Colorado for a month for my junior <laughs> year. Oh, my God. That's I mean, probably, it was great. That's probably a lot of hands. I called her and like said, you know, I really want you back, but can you stay for another month? Like, I, my, I had all, we had like four or five bedrooms way out in the country. I pool. This is in the summertime, in-ground pool. It was chaos. It was gorgeous. So That sounds like the best time ever. Oh, like, it literally man. sounds like the best that time could, ever. That couldn't happen today, John. I got to give a shout out to my guy, Junior Teeman, who was uh, given the responsibility to watch me. And he just said, hey, I'm not going to come back over here, so just do whatever you want. It was gorgeous. God hey, dang. Did he uh, say, hey, just give me one of those cases of beer you, you got laying around? <laughs> junior, junior Teeman, everybody. God dang. Two weeks in Colorado. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good. Yeah, right now you get in trouble doing that. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I did want to tell you, it's funny. So, FanDuel TV is on, uh, on you know, above you here. Okay, mm-hmm. at the bar. And so I did text my horse racing guy. I was like, give me oh, a pick so I can go on with JMV and try to wow everybody with a pick. And he has not hit so me back. you're a horse oh. racing guy? Oh, I'm not at all. That's why I text oh, my guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If I had something myself, I would just give the listing audience a pick. But, I mean, I don't have that. No. Oh, yeah. So yeah. right now, if, if our betting analyst who is on the injured reserve list right now, Brent Holverson, will be yeah. here. He would honestly, right now, just he would have something for oh, Gulfstream. Okay, in a heartbeat, he'd be like, "I love oh, it." Right there, he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah the, the three, the three horse, the seven horse, something like that." Yeah, yeah. so that's I what gotcha. Brent does. That's <laughs> I what, gotcha. That's why he's our. That's why he's our betty analyst. That's Romy right there, Heaven Hill Distillery Tavern Tour Stop, Tenth and Shade, than Manley's Irish Mutt. It is half of KB and Andy in the morning. The morning wake up call, Sweebo. It's uh, Andy Sweeney with us. So, did did Kevin Bowen stop being a, a moist blanket this morning? <laughs> I think a little bit. Yeah, you mean when uh, no Siakam had a triple-double? This is my view, and, and this is why. I know your This view. is why when you called me and you said, let's make fun of Kevin Bowen. <laughs> when you called me and, and wanted to make fun of Kevin Bowen, I said, let's make fun of this. He's going to nitpick on something. So did he nitpick on a 12-point win last night when Philadelphia was never actually in it? No in nitpick. And no he, nitpick. He was, he, was, I, I, he was at the game, and I, I think he had the company, the company tickets as well. I envisioned the nitpicking of, uh, well, you know what? It got close at the end. They, they had that, yeah, and, and they, they still had Siakam out there, and you really couldn't rest for the second of the back-to-back. <laughs> There's no oh, way there was that the one moist mention. blanket There was one not, mention. Did not nitpick. I got it back. No my guy. There was one mention, but it was a mention, and we didn't talk about it other than the mention. Otherwise, no wet blanket from my man, Kay Bowen. You don't even bring it up. <laughs> Did you say you don't even bring it up? They won by 12. Philly won oh, in the game. Last night was a great night. Yeah. Everybody played well. Yeah. Everybody contributed. Everybody played well. You needed a win. And, I mean, obviously you need a win because tonight's difficult. Yeah. It's real difficult. The moist blanket. The moist blanket. That's what he does, man. 
So where was his seats last night? I didn't see him. I don't know. Did he I, next I, to I, Eady? I think it was the company. The company seats. Uh, I don't. Know I think. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody ever offers me the I company seats. Those. Can I say something about Zach Eady as well? You guys talked about this. Yeah. What about an hour ago? I whatever it was. Yeah, his sunglasses. So, so Zach Eady is, and the guy, by the way, is named Tony. I think I may have retweeted it. Tony. That, that sat behind Eady last night. He did. So it's the poor guy. It's like going to a Red Sox game in Boston. And you're like, why is this ticket? You know, why, you know, these are hundreds of dollars tickets. Why is this one, you know, sixteen dollars? It's because you're behind a pole. So you get there last night. Guys, good seats, lower level seats. He gets there. He's behind Zach Eady wearing sunglasses. That's a, I know, a conversation you, you want to have. Yes. But he's there. He's he's looking good. He'd be seven five or whatever he is. So you're behind basically, you know, like a like yeah. a pole, like you're right. like a Boston Red Sox game. And here's my problem with that. All these Purdue people, I, I figured this out in a few months in Indianapolis. All these Purdue uh, all people. All these Purdue people. Right, it's going to go really they, well. They, right want this, they want this Purdue love and everything. Yeah. Well, how about this? NIL is available. What, what are the legalities? Let's get my man Zach Eady in a suite. Why is he sitting down there in Section 109 or whatever it was? Uh, at Gamebridge. Why is he not up in a suite with all-inclusive? If he wants a drink, if he wants, you know, pizza, if he wants some chicken tenders, he gets it. Some guacamole. Why is Zach eating down in section 109? Let's go. Let's get him up there. Come on. So uh, this is just a shot at the Boilermaker people, right? Why? Why? Well, it's a little why bit. Why would that matter? It's a little bit. Why would that matter? What, just, for to the me? Guy, just for the one guy behind him? Well, no, because he's Zach Eady. Yeah. He's Zach F. and Eady, well, man. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe he's, he's, he's the franchise. Maybe he just likes to be an average dude from Canada that's <laughs> no. seven foot no, four. No, wants one, to wants, roll no one wants to be game. the average guy in Section 109. They all want in the luxury suite. You know it and I know it. You're a radio <laughs> guy. Come on. He wants in the free suite. Come on. Let's go with Zach Eady. Come I, on. I got to be in and out as quickly as possible wherever <laughs> I go. I didn't know anything about these damn corporate seats that you're talking about here. Kevin Bowen got. What the hell's well, happening? Well, they send the email out. You don't know that, Cameron? Do you not know that? Come on, Cam knows that. Somebody sends an email out? You're not on the email list? Stuff. Am I, no, do it, I have it's email? all of Indianapolis in the company. Does Dion send that out? Yeah. What? I don't know anything Yeah, check that email, crap. brother. Man. I think there's a drawing. I think usually. they don't want me to go. I think that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> JMV no can afford his own thirty two dollars. We may have to go with this guy. <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, Andy Sweeney with us. All right, Pacers Phoenix tonight. Give me a couple of thoughts here. This will legitimize even more so last night and really get everybody fired up. But I, make no mistake, this is going to be a hell of a lot harder, certainly, than what we're thinking about, and a hell of a lot harder than we saw on Sunday. Yeah, so they finally scored. I know, I think you were giving out the stat where when they score under 110 points, I think it was, that they're just not going to win a basketball game. They're not game. winning one. They're not going to win a game. So I think point one to every single game, including tonight, will be that. Um, it's unfortunate that Phoenix is not coming off a back-to-back as well. Uh, They've been able to rest. They're playing some good basketball. Uh, Obviously, Durant's fantastic. I mean, to me, it's make some shots, put some game pressure on them. Uh, And, and, you know, the thing that I want to see them replicate the most is, and you may have talked about this, is I just felt they were a step ahead of Philly last night. I, I just felt like they had more energy. I thought they outworked Philly in a lot of ways. You mentioned the defense on MB. Sure, that's part of it. But I just thought in general, JMV, they were they were just a step ahead of Philly. Can they do that tonight? Uh, and then obviously tonight, after tonight, even if they were to lose tonight, all attention after the game is going to go to is Halliburton going to be able to play 
on Sunday against Memphis, which should be a winnable game even without him. You can make the argument, rest him another game, but this team back into the season now, they just got to win whatever. So for, he didn't want to rest another score game. more one thirty. He doesn't want to rest no. another game. I mean, no. he wants. Listen, no. I, I know, I know what. Uh, by the way, I mentioned this to Kevin. I'm so sick and tired of Rick Carlisle coming on your morning show and not spreading the love to the other shows right here. All right. <laughs> so what's going on there? What's I mean, he drops you that nugget that was he great drops nu- a nugget. Can you tell Rick on Tuesday or whenever he decides to show up? Right. Should be Jeff, Tuesday. There'll be a decides Boston. to come on. He's going to be in Boston. Only make say, hey, you know what? You got the afternoon guy a little bit jealous. <laughs> So can you spread the love a little bit right here? We'll do. I'll bring, up the, that? I'll bring up the jealousy. Can you tell him The that? beauty so is I'm an innocent bystander here, but I'll take the shrapnel. Yeah. I'll take the shrapnel. I've got no problem with jealous. that. Well, he Frank wants a, nu- on this nugget of a nugget of a breaking news story here, maybe. So. Well, now it's like expected. Like on Tuesday, it's like, Rick, you're like a comedian that has a great well, stand-up. You've got to have a second stand-up and a third stand-up. There's got to be news on Tuesday. I will tell you this, and this is nothing against the Colts, but... And I guess it kind of is. The 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 Colts would have had somebody come on and then not tell you, and then you find out three hours later at a press conference. Yeah. That's what happened with Jeff Saturday. I love you, Colts, too, and I know it sounds like I don't, but I do. (laughs) But that's exactly how they would handle that. I I give Rick full credit because he dropped that to you. He didn't really have to. I mean, he could have no. just said, I don't have to find oh, out until They don't noon. have to announce until a couple hours yeah, before exactly. the game. Yeah. But he gave that to you because I you know. guys are good to him. And having him on in the morning, others would not be so nice about it. They just kind of wait until they got in that afternoon gangbang. Well, I can't say well, that. Well, I don't that afternoon, can. yeah, I guess. <laughs> he can't look at you. <laughs> that afternoon meeting with the media. The media scrum. All that's sorts what it's of called nerves. behind. For yes. people that need to know, that's what it's called behind <laughs> behind no, the scenes. I I'll, thought th- that was the coolest part about him because he didn't have to do it well, right Well, here's there. the thing. If he doesn't play, you know he's not playing tonight. If he doesn't play against Memphis on Sunday, when we have him on on Tuesday, and I would suspect that we will, I right. mean, that will be, hey, is he going to play against Boston? And here's, and here's the thing. The Boston game is a TNT game. It's, it's one of the main games yeah. that you know the Pacers have been looking at all season. And Halliburton. Well, he's got a lot of money on the line here and got all NBA stuff on the line, so he's got to start getting into some games. Real-life stuff. If he doesn't play, for example, on Sunday or after that, and then you really – what your question is on Tuesday is, um, all right, you talked about – you, you just need to manage that injury, and it was nothing new. It's not a re-injury. Then it, yeah, it, then, it, it's a re-injury, yeah, right. It's, it's absolutely a re-injury, but it's still cool that he dropped that to you because he didn't have to. No, he other didn't people, have to. Listen, other people would really I, screw it, with It's an that. unexpected thing for me to have and have these conversations with Rick Carlisle, but we hope he keeps them going. Sorry, I'm, JMV. I'm we hope he keeps them going. i jealous about it, man. I, I know. I, every I know. day. Hey, James, jump on here. Don't I gripe about this all the time? I go, God dang, man. <laughs> Look at the morning show. James wants you to take a break right news. now. He's like, take yeah. a break. You're behind. Take a break. I think he and Cam are laughing about what no, you said man. 30 seconds James, ago. James, is such, James can be a crank. He goes, well, you did talk about Roadhouse, yeah. the reboot. And I go, oh, yeah, okay, great. Thanks a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I'm jealous. You got to tell Rick that next week. Hey, stick around for a minute. We got another one coming up as sure well. Thing. Hey, we are live. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland Tavern Tour Stop. My man Doug is in the house, by the way, right now. And has some awesome smelling cologne. I got Hollister cologne on that my kid gets. And it lasts. <laughs> you ever get a, like a piece of, you know, they just went out of business, juicy fruit gum or no, fruit stripe. 
And the oh, flavor, yeah. the flavor would it, last it about lasts five seconds. For 30 seconds. That's tops. how long this Hollister cologne lasts. Remember when Hollister you spray it on be and you walk in here yeah. and it's gone. All right, it's incredible. Hey, by the way, to a friend of mine, Greg, his sister coaches, great volleyball coach at Clarksville Providence. And oh, used boy. to coach um, Louisville radio personality, Big Easy. Oh, I know Big Easy. You know oh, Big Easy? I know Big Easy. Yeah. He's probably, speaking of sweet life, he's probably in Cancun right now. Good for being, him. Being feathered, drinking a, a fruity drink. Yeah. Uh, it's the kind of guy he Greg is. Down. Did you go to Clarksville, Providence? Uh, I did not. No, Where'd that was the, that was a, the, the, the private school in southern Indiana. I went to Jeffersonville High School, oh, the my. very public school. Yeah. <laughs> Were they, very, good at, were they good at basketball? B&L beat yeah, the they hell were, out of you guys all the time? Uh, I remember B&L, yeah. You had to smoke they cigarettes in the bathroom. They weren't any good when you were going through either, thing. yeah. Uh, no, B&L was very good when I first moved there. I remember them. They had two twins. I can't remember who that dominated for a few years. Oh, yeah. Two twins. They had twins. Two twins. Or brothers, at least. Yeah. Was Jamie Hudson their head coach? When cannot you? remember. Come on, man. Cannot remember. You can't remember the Hoosier I was, Hill I was like 15 You at should the know time. all. I was 15. All the coaches. All this Elijah Hoosier Hills Conference teams. Why don't you know that? I know Chad Gilbert. You know him. <laughs> He's got a sweet man bun. <laughs> I go, he does have a man bun. <laughs> I, 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 I told him this. I said, when you went to Indiana State, there's no way in hell I'm letting you in one of my parties with that man bun. All right, he did no have way. a man bun. I do love Chad Gilbert. I do. All right, Sweet Bo, you're back on the other side. Quick break. We'll come back. 93.5, 107.5, the fan. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Right, welcome back. Tavern Tour Stop. Uh, 2024, we're into it right here. Hey, crank this up. We got uh, an 80s weekend on B1057 Jamie Takeover. There'll be a lot of 80s, some 70s tomorrow night. You think, Billy, I play Nana's 99 Red Luff Balloons? 99 Red Luff Balloons. That's a one-hit wonder from the 80s right there, Billy. 1983 right there. Give me another one-hit wonder from the 80s. Sweebo, what do you got? Andy Sweeney is here with us, too. Oh, God, the 80s? When were you born? 84. I got nothing oh, for you with the God. 80s. I was born in 69. I remember a couple of things in the early 70s. What are you doing? Do you have radio down in southern Indiana? Here's the thing. Me and Cam have similar uh, engineer oh. here, similar music interests. Well, he likes Slipknot, too. Yeah, he like, likes some heavy James, stuff. That's James what I like. back there is yeah. like Pantera and Slipknot and Guar and crap like that. <laughs> Has James ever had uh, fake blood thrown on him at Guar? That's the James, question. James, you ever had fake blood thrown on you? I have not. I've never seen Guar live, unfortunately. Oh, come on, man. Come on. James, James. They play in, all over. Come on. James gets in the moss pit with. Does he really? Yeah, oh, yes. 1,900 other dudes when they play break stuff. Does James, at a does James have studded belts? Does he wear yeah. a chain on his wallet as yeah. well? Or what does he do? Yeah. No, no. I just James, generally roll up do? in uh, basketball shorts. That's generally what I'm in the mosh pit in. <laughs> oh, James has got bad brains written all over him right there. Oh, bad brains. No, That's a good pull. There okay. Go right there. Look at that. That's an 80s pull. So, yep. So. Anyway, I'm sorry. Where was I right here? We got lost. Uh, we were talking about 1980s. You mentioned Bad Brains. That's the last yeah. thing you mentioned. I, won't, I, I don't think I've played Bad Brains on the Jamie Takeover. Oh, I'm sure you Social haven't. Distortion has been okay. played. Okay, I can see oh, that. Mike, oh, Mike Ness on Social D has been played. You know who's with you right there? Mike Manley yeah. to your right. We met. We hey, met. Manley's Irish Mutt, 10th and Schle- Hey, thanks the for legend. having us, Mike, back. You know, uh, Sweetbo's not too far away from here, but he's not been here before. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Irvington, right? Yeah, I'm in Irvington. I mean, we just had a baby. That's why. Yeah. I mean, that's my excuse. So I'm throwing my excuse right in your face. Well, that's it. I listen to yeah. you every morning, uh, so yeah. uh, well, thank I you. know what's going on. Yeah. 
That's you hear my Rick life. Carlisle drop nuggets of breaking news. Yeah. That he oh, so so Tuesday at 8 o'clock, he'll hey, drop a and, and, I almost and drive off the road. I'm so stinking jealous. <laughs> You're absolutely I'm so right. It, I'm so pissed. I called David Wood and I go, this is bull crap. It is spot on <laughs> 8 in the morning, even if he has a late night game on the West Coast. The best thing is I can just blame Kevin Bowen. Yeah. Yeah. So I can just push the hate over to somebody else. <laughs> right. And I can sit here and drink, you know, Elijah Craig. Yes. On a Friday afternoon. Yeah. See, what's funny is I, I initially called Todd Meyer, and then he tells me to get bent. And then I'll call David. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, so he told you to get bent. All that's well, a very it's old, actually worse musty than that. term, but yes. It's worse than that is what he tells me. <laughs> but event. I get He's all. one of the guys that needs to give some NIL money to get Zach Eady up in the uh, luxury suite at a pace. Maybe we'll get us all texted right here from I Todd know. Meyer if you say that again. That's a Friday. Who's listening on a Friday at 5 o'clock? Right? Mike Manley is here, too. What are you guys going on tap this weekend? Not on tap literally, but just going on around here this weekend. Actually, uh, this weekend, I mean, it's always a, I bring this up every time. I'm so fortunate to have you for the past 13 years. I love years. having you, brother. I know. You know I love coming here. And uh, I bring it up every time. It's It it really is like the adult Chuck E. Cheese. It's just there's always anniversaries. There's retirement parties. Yep. There's birthday parties. There's someone going out of town, someone coming in town. I'm just very fortunate. I get so much support from the east side, and it doesn't matter, even north, south, west. Very That's fortunate. That's awesome. You guys got any bands? You guys still do bands here, or? It's kind of yeah. weird, man. It's like every time that you show up, it's either the Y store played the week before or the week after. Oh, they, wait a minute. They, Schaefer was up in here last week? He was. What? And uh, he actually packed the place and just Lack of woat. Did he sing lack of woat? That's right. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't do I sound just like him. He I, loves when I do that. I sound just like him. It, yeah. It's kind of like the sports stretch right now. Yep. So um, just the games are going on and just getting great crowds. So. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for having us. You know, I love coming here. And we normally come here in the fall, but it's awesome to come here for a tavern tour stop. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep rock, rocking the Heaven Hill Distillery stuff here, too, man. So, yes, I know. Get here. Um, what, what's the food item for the evening? What are we going to do? Uh, with you, I don't know. You kind of always go with the salad. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> a salad? Wait a minute. You're a sports weekend. drive. <laughs> what are we doing here? You're not Rock supposed and roll to say guy. that out loud, a Mike salad. Manley. But I will tell you, the sriracha chicken pizza is on oh, point. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. got that bite. It's it's a great pizza. What's the uh, the mashed potatoes and the meat and the corn and all that? The stuff? shepherd's pie. Oh hell yeah, that's it's, it. The shepherd's pie is number one. Yeah, it's kind of that's like, Ace's cam right there. Shepherd's pie. It's kind of like sausage gravy in the morning, man. It'll just put you right to sleep. <clears throat> I'd like a salad, please. Thank you very much, Mike Manley. <laughs> Thanks for having us, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah, Mike Manley, Manley's Irish mutt. Ask for him, tenth and shade. Then this is just a staple. A great place on the east side, Mike Manley. Everybody, thank you very much. Hey, Sweetbo, hang out. Don Fisher's yeah. going to join on the other side. Does he like you? Do you make fun of IU stuff? What oh, do you know? Boy, I made fun of. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. Look. We may, I'm going Don and I may make fun of you on the other side. All right, let's okay. go. I'm ready for it. Sweetbo's going to hang around. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Tavern Tour Stop 2024, the first one of the year. Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland. A shout-out birthday to my, to my man, my best friend, Blake T. We'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour. Janet Jackson tickets, voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, coming up next, too. The Ride with JMV. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
This is Manly's Irish Mutt, 10th and Shadeland. This is a tavern tour stop. Jacob's here. Olivia's here. We got a lot of friends here at the Mud on the east side. I love our east siders. Oh, yeah. My man Jim Romanak, Romy of Heaven Hill Distillery, is going to announce our February location coming up. I will say this in March, we are going to break new ground and we are going to be on the south side. Now, not on the south side near our next guest, but even further south than that. We'll uh, tell you that uh, forthcoming at some point here. Andy Sweeney is here as well. That's uh, KB and Andy in the morning, the morning wake up call. Sweebo, you going to hang for a minute? I'm good, man. I mean, I have nothing to do, so, you know, I have no life. Well, I'm ready to go, baby. To, you don't like clock out and crypto light <laughs> fantastic? Nothing? What do you do? What do you mean, what do what, I do? What do you do? Well, I mean, we have a four-month-old. I don't do anything anymore. Well, I had a four-month-old. I did everything. Come on now. <laughs> I you, drink Elijah Craig. That's what we're doing right now. Good yeah, for you. I'll right hang there. out with you. You kick me out whenever you want. I just got the headset on. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline. By the way, if you missed uh, Frank Vogel a little bit earlier, podcast 107.5thefan.com. Bob Lovell as well. But the voice of the Hoosiers with us right now, he gets to head on over. I-74 to Champaign-Urbana coming up tomorrow afternoon and get a, uh, a line-eye team that's probably a little salty about what happened to them back on, I believe it was Wednesday night, that overtime loss in Evanston to Northwestern. Don Fisher joins us. Hello, Don. How are you? Good, John. How about you? Have you been on the morning wake-up call with KB and Andy before, Don? Have you? Um, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't, well Andy don't Sweeney. Half, <laughs> no, of, half, of, listen, half of it's here right he, now at Andy he, Sweeney. He, he has he has not. Um, you have. Been, I, I worked in Louisville, and so you have probably have gone on with Bob hey. Balvano oh, a few God. times. Don't, don't run oh, him yeah. off, okay. Sweebo here. Uh, don't run and, him off. And, and, and when we when we have our internal meetings, we go, oh, JMV and Jake Query, they're going to have the play-by-play guy on. We, we have no chance to get – Don on with uh, with those two heavyweights in the radio industry here in Indianapolis. So we just give up. We just move on uh, to other. We move on to Zach, my guy Zach Osterman or Dustin Depirak. How does that sound? Well, yeah, actually, they're probably better than I am. So trust me, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> hey, Don, truth be told, you can say it the way that it is. You just didn't know they had, like, phone service in southern Indiana, so you didn't mess with it. We just got indoor plumbing about five years ago. Dad. You thought Sarah, so you know. Sarah was the operator in Mayberry, and he didn't want to jack with it, so you just said, the hell with that. <laughs> was, his en- was his engineer Gomer? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's some fine Hoosier God. fans down there. You, you know, know what, Don? You're a Hall of Famer, right? You're one of the greatest of all time. There are so many reasons why I love you. You know that, don't you? Wow. The fact that you just slid right into this conversation is is beautiful. It really is. <laughs> hey, I, I did want to double back to this. Did you watch Northwestern in Illinois on Wednesday night? Because it I would did. seem – that the last thing that IU would need is a salty fighting Illini talented team in Champaign tomorrow. That's exactly, unfortunately, what they're going to get. Yes, they are. Uh, there's no question that Illinois is probably really ticked. Uh, <laughs> Boo Booey did another team in like he has done for like the last two years now. I mean, this guy is a fantastic basketball player. Obviously, the, one of the best guards in the country, not just the Big Ten, uh, because of how good he is in clutch situations. And every time they needed a basket, he got it. And uh, he's just a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal player, and probably one of the little guys you're ever going to see. 
Go ahead, Sweeble. I'll ask him a question. Well, I, I, you know, this season was, and I said this on the air, Don, this season was really predicated on Xavier Johnson being a, a key part of this team and with the injury and with some of the struggles and then some of the stuff he did on the floor, which probably took him to the bench and he lost some minutes because of it. You know, if they're going to make a run, whether that be the Big Ten tournament or here on the back end of the Big Ten season, you know, it starts on this weekend. But not only that, it starts with Xavier Johnson giving them something. How do they get him you know, kind of going at this point. Do you think they can get him going at this point? I don't know. I'll be honest. I just don't know because we have not seen any consistency in Xavier's performances since he's come back from the injury. In fact, we've only seen one game in which he was really a major factor, and that was the Ohio State win. But uh, since then, it's kind of gone back to how he was in the first couple of ball games after he got back. It's just not been good for him. I think he's lost some confidence. I don't think there's much doubt about that. I think he is maybe, maybe uh, I don't know what the word would be. Because I, don't, I think probably what he did is probably hurt himself a little bit more in that sense of how he thinks uh, and, and what he thinks is going on here. I, I can't answer the question. I, I don't have a talk to him since then. Uh, I haven't had an interview with him. Uh, I know that the coach is trying to get him turned around and get him playing the way he's capable of. But the truth of the matter is, he missed all of last season uh, except for 11 ball games. And those 11 games, he only had one or two that were really pretty spectacular or games that you could count as uh, his performances were like they were at the last 10 games of his first season at IU. But honestly, we haven't seen the same Xavier Johnson since back in those days in his first year. Uh, not on a consistent basis. And right now, I think that needs to be the key. And if he can get back to playing really tough defense without fouling and, and reacting to fouls, because I think that's another one of his problems. I think officials are watching him as closely as, <laughs> as they're watching anybody in the country at this point. And he's just got to, if, if, if he's called for a foul, just walk away. You don't have to make any kind of gestulations and all those kinds of things and look at the official, look at the bench and act like uh, you didn't commit the foul. Because it, it does, it's not going to matter. If they called it on you, it's a done deal. So just get away from that kind of stuff and concentrate on what you're trying to do out there. And, and probably the biggest thing right now is him playing really good, solid defense. Uh, because that's how that's how he got on the floor in the first place, and it's the only way he's going to stay on the floor if he continues to play uh, from an offensive perspective as lightly as he has from a scoring standpoint right now. And that's the other thing they really miss his scoring ability. So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers, IU and uh, Illinois, three o'clock tomorrow. That means two o'clock starting time. It's right across the hall from us, or where we normally are, ninety-three WIBC. Um, you think this week-long hiatus of sorts for IU will do them any good, or is there a lot of hope, I guess, kind of you know, intertwined in, in that thought? Well, no, there's no question there's hope in it. <laughs> this team right now, they needed a break. They needed to get away from playing games. They needed to take a look in the mirror. I hope they did that. They obviously need to get Khalil Ware back, and I don't know if he'll be back for tomorrow's ball game or not. I, I think that's a suspect or a questionable scenario right now. But but obviously, this ball club needs to find a way to get back to playing the kind of defense that they did for a couple of years under Mike prior to the season. The defense, to me, has been the biggest problem this year. Uh, even back when they were playing these mid-majors and weren't running away with ball games, it was primarily because they weren't stopping the three-point shot. 
and they weren't playing the kind of defense that we saw them play the last couple of seasons. And part of that is due to the fact that you've got a bunch of new faces. But, hey, we're, we're 19, 20 games into this season now. You ought to know the system. You ought to understand the system. You've got to stop pl- start playing uh, with that, those understandings and with that belief that you can get it done, and you've got to do the right things. And I think the fact that they are still struggling with defensive play, I think, is their biggest issue because they've just given up too many points, especially in these last two ball games. All right, Don. So, I, I mean, boy, this is it, it's a difficult answer. I understand. So if Khalil Ware doesn't play, I, I mean, that just makes things so much so difficult. And I don't know if he's going to play. You just mentioned uh, we'll see. It's going to be very much a, hey, let's wait around for Saturday and see if that happens. If he doesn't play, what do they do to try to make up for the loss they're going to have on the offense and, quite frankly, the defensive end? Well, that's the question. I mean, what do they do? Because Peyton Sparks is not an offensive guy for the most part. I mean, he he, he had some nice ball games at Ball State, but here at Big Ten play uh, and during this season, he has not been a major factor in any way, shape, or form offensively outside of getting some rebounds. Uh, and, you know, he can bang a little bit, and he's played better here in the last uh, couple of ball games that he's played in but he's just not scoring at a high level. So you're taking a guy, putting a guy in there at this point in the post that uh, hasn't been able to give you much from an offensive standpoint. So you're not making up anything with Khalil Ware being out of the lineup at this point. So I don't, I'm not quite sure what they do. Obviously Malik Renew is, is the key guy for this basketball team. He was terrific in the Wisconsin game, even though, uh, you know, obviously it meant little because his 28 points still didn't find Indiana on the winning end of it, nor even close to that. So right now, I, I can't answer that question. It is a hard question to answer because where do you get the offense from when you've got a bench right now that's not producing much at all? Yeah, and, and Don, I think you just get to a point where it is a struggle because you simply right now seem to have more questions than you do capable answers. And that's, you know, we, we talk about portions of the season, and this is the last portion of the season where you want to have to deal with that, and that's kind of where we are i would guess right now sure i mean i mean you're into the season so far now that you you would at this point you would have developed uh you know kind of the the culture or the personality of your basketball team and we're not seeing it Uh, that just hasn't happened yet and i know that this week probably came at a good time to let the coaches kind of uh, see if they can do something a little bit different to, to see if they can find a way to get these guys motivated to play in a different fashion but again, I think this all begins at the defensive end. And if they can't get the defense going, I think they're in real trouble the rest of the year. Because let's face it, I mean, this team has not been a consistently really good offensive basketball team, aside from Malik Renew. He's been the most consistent of anybody on the floor. They're getting some nice play now out of uh, Mbako. McKenzie is doing much better. He's scoring in double figures almost every ball game at this juncture. He's shooting the ball better. Uh, I think he's playing a little bit better at the defensive end of the floor. But I still think that that's the biggest issue with this basketball team. And they've got to find a way to get stops. And right now we're not seeing it. So Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I mentioned you at the beginning of that overtime win by Northwestern over Illinois back on Wednesday night. And Marcus Damask is tough on a variety of levels as a shooter, as a playmaker, I mean, he'll take you down the low post, somebody maybe smaller or his size, and post you up and fade you away. He can take you to the basket. 
which I guess would beg the question. You had Damask and then you had Lance Jones of Purdue on the same team at Southern Illinois. What the hell was going on there in Carbondale, Don? I mean, good Lord. <laughs> I don't know, but they had some good players because those guys all went to different ball clubs. So, um, yes. I mean, literally, I think they got three guys playing in the Big Ten, at least two, I know. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if there's a third or not, but I know they must have had a pretty good basketball team, and, and those guys have really helped these respective teams they're with this year. And as you point out, Damascus has been terrific for them especially here in the middle part of the season. Uh, um, I, I think Indiana's going to have some real matchup issues in this ball game because who, who are you going to put on Damask? Do you put Gabe Cups on him? Uh, Gabe is a good defender. There's no question about that, but he's, he's a little bit smaller. He's about two, three inches smaller than, than this guy, the uh, mask we're talking about. Uh, who do you put on Terrence Shannon? I mean, <laughs> I would assume it's going to be Trey Galloway, but I'm not quite sure at this juncture. I just think the matchups in this game without wear in there are going to be difficult. And uh, I, I don't know where they go with it as far as the coaching staff is concerned right now. And that's what we're going to have to wait and see. And maybe they've devised a, a little bit of something. Maybe they finally found a way to get these guys to understand what their roles are, uh, you know, distinctly, uh, because so far that hasn't happened. Um, well, we'll just have to wait and see. I, you know, I don't want to put too much uh, uh, speculation going into this game because I'm not sure I know much about what's going to happen in this contest other than the fact that I think Indiana's ball club had to look in the mirror this week and hopefully uh, that had some kind of response from doing that. Yeah, and you just you wonder if that's going to just get it. And really, there's so much needed right here. That's it kind of gets back to what we were talking about Don earlier with so many questions and just not enough answers and it's it's almost like in this long period of time that you're off that if you're Mike Woodson and the staff you, you kind of you got to start at the ground level and cobble something back together where you don't know if it's going to work but at least it's going to be different than what you're doing right now and then also have to deal with injuries and an injury to you know arguably if not arguably your best player right now and whether or not he's going to play it, it's just Beyond just their record and where they are in the Big Ten, it's a bad spot to be in overall. It just really is. No, it is. There's no question. But they're still they're four and four. They're not out of it. Uh, they still have things to play for. So there's motivation there. They can get this thing turned around. But they're going to have to have some really good ball games uh, in the near future. And this game against Illinois, uh, win or lose, my hope is that this team plays as competitively as they have all season long and play some of their best basketball in just competing in this ball game. Because I think right now that's what this team needs. They need to show that they're capable. And if they do that without winning the ball game, I think it still gives them some motivation and some confidence. If they go in there and just get blown away again, uh, or it's one of those ball games where, you know, team takes a 15 to 18 point lead at halftime and they're not in it. I think it's going to be really tough to overcome. Don, you know, this is more of a mid-major conversation. And I know, you know, JMV, you've had this conversation with even Indiana State. You look at some of the power conferences not having right now projected the normal amount of teams that would normally make the tournament. So, for instance, and I know it's only late January, I get it, but the ACC right now is projected for probably somewhere around three teams, maybe four teams 
in the tournament. The Pac-12, about four teams. The Big Ten, six teams. And, and you know this, Don. I mean, there's been times we've talked about eight, nine, ten teams. You know, Indiana's <laughs> been a part of that. You know, double-digit teams uh, in the NCAA tournament. Does that surprise you? But does that also open an avenue that the Big Ten tournament you know, is maybe more available to this team and some wins are available to this team just simply because Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC don't have the tournament teams they normally would have. Well, I, here's what I would say to that. That's what I hope happens. <laughs> I don't, sure. Well, I do too, I mean, Don, for Indiana State's sake here too. For, I mean, for a one-bed league's sake, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't think the Big Ten is as good as it has been. I'm not saying that the Big Ten doesn't have some really good teams that are competitive, but it's not as strong as it has been. We know that. Um, everybody can get beat. Look what happened to Illinois. Northwestern's not playing their best basketball at this point in the season after having lost to Illinois previously a couple of weeks ago. Um, Nebraska is a much better team this year. We haven't played Penn State. We've got them a week from tomorrow. Uh, in the assembly hall, but they're not a bad ball club. They compete like crazy. And Minnesota is a much better basketball team. I mean, everybody you look at, probably at least the teams that were really down at the bottom last year, all of those teams are in the middle this year compared to what they were a year ago. And Indiana right now is a team that's floundering, and, and there's no question in my mind they could get it turned around. But will they get it turned around, and can they do it without wear? That's going to be a real question mark. Yeah, it's funny. We we get this anyway, Don. But man, these uh, these mid major teams that are having really good years are going to be so poached in this off season. It's not even <laughs> going to be funny considering all these power conferences that team wise just aren't having good seasons. This is going to be ugly. Right. So yeah, it it is. I mean, I I don't see how the Big Ten right now. I couldn't see the Big Ten getting more than five. I, I and yeah. I just don't think that they will. Um, maybe down the road we'll say something different. But right now I'd say five would be the max. And if they get five, they might be lucky because right now they've only got three ranked in the top 25, and Illinois just got knocked out. So <laughs> I don't know what to say, guys. It's, it's, it's kind of a conundrum this year, to say the least. Well, it's funny. Sorry to interrupt, JMV. It's just funny. But people always complain. The Big Ten gets 10 teams in. People complain. They complain every year. The, na- the nation complains. And this year, yeah, I mean, you could mention five, probably six. But, you know, to say that, Northwestern and teams like Nebraska, they have to keep winning. And historically, right. those teams, you know, you hit a bad couple weeks and suddenly now you're on the bubble or you're out of the NCAA tournament. That's the only reason I asked it. It gives Indiana perhaps a little bit of hope. Now, they might not live up to that. That's a different discussion. But the chances will be there. Yeah, I think there are chances. There's there's not much question about that. But they can't afford to continue to get beat by the powers, the, the guys that right now are ranked, because they've got to get some quality wins. And I, I don't know how they come up with all the judgment and that kind of stuff. That's up to Ken Tom and all these people that, that uh, do all that kind of stuff with statistics and analytics and those kinds of things. But the, the truth of the matter is, Indiana hasn't got a real great win on their resume. And that's that's what's missing, and that's got to happen here someplace along the line if they're going to get back I love, to the hunt. 
I just love what you said about analytics. I had Frank Vogel on, and uh, I gave him, like, my set of analytics that went back to 1995, and he quickly corrected me on that, which was really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are my analytics from 1995 right there. Thank you very much. But uh, we're, I think, I think we're kind of both the on the same page. No, I mean, he was awesome. He is such a good guy, Don. You know that. You know that better I than know. I do. Yeah. But I he, like he is really such a guy. Yeah, he's such a good guy and, and obviously still has a home here and still has, uh, you know, friends here. I think he ends up, kind of sounded like when I was talking to him, he was going to end up being back here at some point whenever he was, when he was done with coaching. But, I mean, hell, far from done right now. His team tonight at the Fieldhouse, but his team with you know, three, possibly at least two out of three future Hall of Famers on that squad, um, they're rocking it right now. So he's yeah, got a good absolutely. spot. So, and he's got an owner, Matt, Matt Ishby, a kid whose uh, dad has gobs of money, and now he has gobs of money that went to Michigan State. I mean, you couldn't have that any better. His owner played basketball, loves basketball. So, you know, it's not, it's not, it, it's not just on a spreadsheet for this nerd owner. I mean, he actually cares about it because he loves basketball, right? Yeah, well, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. It is. Are you in uh, Champaign tonight right now, or are you going no, over no. in the morning? No, driving over in the morning. i got to get to bed tonight. i got a cold coming on, or at least it's been battling for the oh, last no. couple of days. So I'm just trying to get over this. So. What yeah, a horrifying thing for a broadcaster. A little, my, no. my voice sounds a little deeper than it normally does here today. <laughs> you you kind of sound like if Don Fisher were trying to sing a Barry White classic. <laughs> Yeah, right now. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like Barry. Yeah. I'm not, I, might, I might put that on tonight and see if I can. No! Give me some Lou Rawls right here. You'll never find. And like Don Fisher voice. Can you do that? No, I can't. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, are we going to, and we could have met up someplace tonight. I could, we got plenty of bourbon right here for you. Elijah Craig, Larceny Bourbon. We could, we could get that cold out of your system well beyond you taking the road to 74 tomorrow. That wouldn't be the only thing you'd be getting out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be listening tomorrow. You guys go on the air at 2 o'clock, you and uh, Eric and John, 93 yep. WIBC. And, yeah, we'll see. Uh, this, is, this is one of those games tomorrow where, I mean, if you haven't already defined this team, this is certainly going to be a, a definable situation for this group yep. given the circumstances yep. tomorrow for sure. Hey, buddy, we'll be listening. I always love you. Hey, curious, though, with uh, what you heard of this question, this Q&A you got here from uh, Andy Sweeney. What, what do you think? The morning wake-up call. You like these like these guys? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they do a good job. Well, why wouldn't I? Are you trying to I don't put know. Them down? I'll just ask him. Yeah, okay, you... of course. Yes, I am. Yes. It's better well, radio. If, it's better no. radio if you say you know they're terrible. Don, they're, no. they're scoundrels. Don. They're uh, I was you know, this Kevin Bowen guy's a problem. You know, whatever. He's an Irish fan. You know, I'm uh, a little pissy. All those things. Don, I'm a little pissy because Rick Carlisle goes on their show every week. I'm Rick Carlisle, and I'm going to go on their show every week. And then he drops that breaking news nugget about Halliburton on Tuesday, and I'm thinking, come on now, let's spread the wealth a little bit. So I'm a little bit jealous. I'm sitting here jealous. Well, Sports radio jealousy, that. Don. That's what you're dealing with on a Friday right now. Just so you know, you walked into this. You walked into a, a buzzsaw, if you will. Well, I understand that. I know how radio guys are since I'm one of them. <laughs> I know. He used to work at WIRE back in the day. you guys all fight back in the day? Uh, actually, right? we didn't have anybody that knew anything about sports, so I didn't have to fight. For, yeah. You, can, I, can I say this to Don, why, yeah. why I love him? And, it's, and I enjoy this as well. This is how, if I was on a remote, 
He goes with a stand-up mic instead of the headset. And I am a stand-up mic guy more so than a headset 10 out of 10 times, 100%. I love it. I love the, I love the stand-up mic. I can't get rid of it because I've used it my entire career, and it's kind of my <laughs> trademark now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does Jake, Jake Robinson doesn't have like 25 of those things like in his closet somewhere just making sure you got, got covered? No, well, no, he he actually, you know, I used to use a six thirty five until Jake took over as the engineer, and so he's got me a little bit better microphone. He said it sounds a lot better than my six thirty five. Hey, when you when did you retire the yellow Walkman that you used to use as a headset? When did that retire? <laughs> That's probably about <laughs> seven eight years ago. <laughs> Do you still have it, or did you throw it away? Oh, he no, didn't throw I it threw away. It away. Yeah. Oh, no, wow. you didn't. No, you didn't. That, would, that should go well, in the Hall of I'm Fame. Telling, Some kind I'm of case done about you. I threw it away, and my kids almost uh, they almost crucified me. I mean, and yes. I said, what are you guys talking about? It stinks. It stinks. It sucks. And they, they said, Dad, you got to be kidding me. You could have sold that thing for $1,000. I said, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Easy. Spot on. Your Easy. kids are spot on. All the clothes that were 30, 40 years ago, all of that now you can sell vintage consignment for hundreds of dollars. Absolutely. Well, probably right. And and here's what you got to know. I had a, I have like three pair, a yellow pair, a red pair, and like a, a navy blue pair of bell bottoms in my drawer. It was oh, in there for I don't know how long this was. This is before we actually moved to Greenwood. My wife made me get rid of them. I was really upset. What? Oh, God dang. Don, <laughs> I want to see you in bell bottoms again. Can we do a throwback time and you wear bell bottoms? That's a radio bit. <laughs> you guys can a schedule a remote around that. That's sports talk radio. <laughs> hey, I don't, I I'll, bring thi- I'll bring this to Don. I know, there, I know there are pictures of me with bell bottoms someplace. I can find one for you at some point. <laughs> I um. I still have a big, I have a white, wide 1976 clip-on tie where Quinn Buckner signed it at the uh, Memorial Union after they won the 76 national title. I know I could squeeze like 10 bucks out of that right now. A clip-on tie. I stopped throwing stuff away because my kids are going to kill me. They all think they're going to get money out of it. Well, if I'm IU, that's a missed opportunity. I mean, I use this this big broadcasting school. What's his What's his nuts down there? What's his name? He's got the long hair. It looks like he's Scott Stapp from Creed that runs the department down there. Oh, what's his um, name? Uh, uh, Clavio. Uh, get, yeah. get Clavio. Galen. Clavio. See. I mean, you just you got to have smarts better than that. You got to get that thing and put it like right when you walk in. Don, do you know there. who Scott Stapp is? Yes, he, uh, we need to go back to knows that. Don who knows Creed who Scott Stapp is. Galen Clavio looks like Scott Stapp of Creed. So, and that's <laughs> you guys. That you guys should watching, be right there. You guys watching Peacock? Is that what you're doing? Absolutely not. I'm sir. I'm against that crap. I'm serious, man. Did you not steal Jake Query's uh, password or anything? No, no, No. seriously. Don, Peacock. Now, if I were still in the days of our lives, I might think about it. But, my God. (laughs) Days of our lives. (laughs) Lord. Hey, buddy. It's a pleasure. Safe travels over there tomorrow. I I promise you with this conversation, and especially us poking fun at Galen Clavio, you 
you will not have a cold tomorrow. You're going to sound great. But even if you do, that's a very Don Fisher, Lou Rawls thing you've got going on right now. So you get, you, you get to call a game and get a little sexy voice going too, man. There's nothing wrong with it. No problem, boys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you, Don. Don Fisher, voice of the Hoosiers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Again, 2 o'clock tomorrow, 93 WIBC for the pregame show. All right, Sweebo, you hanging? You still drinking there? Whatever you want. You've you don't have to have me on one. there. I mean, I just You've had. You've only had one. I had another drink set down in front of me about three minutes ago, and I said thank you very much quietly into the Sweet microphone, and here we are. Hey, What else do I have to do? I can rock some calls on the other side because I actually have some time here. Uh, James is in my ear saying I need to break, so we will break right here. James, correct me if I'm wrong. We've got the last word top of the hour, right? Uh, yes, we do. My God, that's, is that the Gore man and Matt Taylor? I believe oh, I'm so, sorry. Yes. Is, that the, is that the Gore man talking for 29 minutes and 30 seconds and Matt Taylor getting in like two words? That's what that is, right? <laughs> yes, Coming you up are next? correct, yes. All right, I got that coming up at the top of the hour. And then you got Mark Boyle, you got Eddie Gill, and Pat Boylan with the Pacer pregame show. Remember, big time second of a back-to-back with the Suns. If you missed Frank Vogel on a little bit earlier, podcast 107.5thefan.com. Don Fisher as well, and you got Bob Level a little bit later. Pacer fans, Chad Buchanan... The general manager will join me coming up on Monday's show. So Chad Buchanan on Monday right here. Quick break. We'll come back. Tavern Tour Stop 2024 starts here at Manley's Irish Mutt. 10th and Shadeland. 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were, I'm on drugs. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. You guys have been awesome today. Thank you very much. You spin me right round like a record, baby. Right round. Tenth of Shade of the Mandalay's Irish Mutt. Andy Sweeney. That's Sweebo in the morning. KB and Andy. The morning wake-up call. Been hanging out with me today. Cam's the on-site engineer. James back at the studio. Our guy Music Mac is here as well. Mike Manley, thank you very much for having us, too. Uh, Jim Romanek, Romy, who is standing in for Brent Holverson and Randy Strand, both are illin' today. And uh, we want to say get better quickly to both Brent and Randy because I know that they're struggling with sickness right now. But uh, Jim Romanak, Romy, everybody knows around here, is doing a fantastic job. By the way, too, you know, I mentioned last night, we talked about you know, the Pacer win over the Sixers, uh, just how large that was, the reasons behind that, all you know, playing out with what I've talked about as far as scoring points and what you're getting on the defensive end. A lot of people don't see, but if you listen to this show every day, uh, we have clued you in on what is necessary for this team to get wins with or without Halliburton and what's going to get them beat. And we'll see what happens against the Suns later on tonight. But obviously, it was a fantastic night individually for Tyrese Halliburton, even though Halliburton didn't play. He was named an all-star starter for the East, along with Damian Lillard, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. And then out West, it was uh, Gillis Alexander. It was Luka, LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Jokic, those five starters out West. But hell of an honor and really a a great way. I thought if you've seen the – the website of the Pacers or their their X handle or their social media platforms, 
They covered that pretty cool, and you got to see the bench reaction last night to it, which uh, was really sweet. So a shout-out to Tyrese Halliburton, man. I want him back, and I want him back quick. But I can't lie, last night without him and what that team had the opportunity to do and how they executed to do it, was something I think we all needed to see. Swebo rejoins right now. Get the Suns and the Pacers later on tonight and going back to last night as well. Yeah, you're missing you're missing the big point on the all-star stuff. Oh, I am let me fill let me fill in a blank. Let me let me fill in a blank for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'll fill in a blank. So Halliburton is a starter. Yeah. Okay. So that means in the big picture of the NBA, someone who thought they would be a starter, ends up not being a starter. Okay. That's somebody, and Pacer fans should love this. They should revel in this. This is up JMV's alley. I'm ready. So the guy who some people think, at least this fan base thinks, should be a starter, Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks. That has to feel good. Yeah, come on. That has to feel good. You know, because they're, listen, make no mistake, they're whining about it. And so the first person they go to is someone like Tyrese Halliburton. Well, I will say this Jalen Brunson's never seemed like a whiner to me. So I think, no, not him. Oh, I know that. I'm talking about that fan base. You know that fan base. Come on. And, and and are you going back to like the Zerbiak comments too? Is yeah, I mean, I'm just it? going by that obnoxious fan base. I, if they win a game in any oh, in, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, they're doing a mosh pit with your engineer Cam uh, in the middle of you know Madison Avenue downtown New York City. I, I guess I had so they're noticed, not happy. I guess I had noticed too much. Jalen Brunson's really good, by the way, and and the chief reason why. They're a good basketball team and playing much better right now, but still. Yeah, but think about the this. overall quality of a game I, and everything. I, I, I know, but so are they are they saying that Halliburton got the call well, because of where I mean, we are? Well, I mean, you go to well, you know, they, the NBA wants to promote and not, uh, you know, a big market or whatever. And then there's also this. There's another. Con- there's another. Oh, yeah. there, there's yeah, another yeah. thing on top of this. Team USA came out. Two, three days ago, and they announced the 41 players who will be eligible to make the team. And LeBron, you know, guys like LeBron and Kevin Durant, when they make the graphic, LeBron and Kevin Durant are right up there because obviously you want them. Dame Lillard is one of them. So that tells me those guys are going to play when they have a graphic that has these sorts of guys. You know who else they had on it? Tyrese Halliburton. They didn't have other guys. To me, you can make much more of an argument if you're a Nick fan or Jalen Brunson or whatever for Lillard being there because Lillard, I mean, I don't know what Lillard's average is, but we've watched Lillard five times. I totally agree with that. Lillard has been a disappearing act. He's a shoot from half court. I'm not going to play defense. Listen, I agree with that. But he's still got. But he's still got the name. I mean, that's the conversation. But I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Andy Sweeney right there, everybody. We got some calls at 239-1070. Wow. We're at Manley's Irish Mutt on the east side. Last word, top of the hour. Pacer pregame after that. Jay's on line two at 239-1070. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hey, JMV, man. Um, man, you know, I'm uh, like Blackjack, and I know the trading deadline is coming up. You know, the Pacers yeah. need to stay put. You know, you don't want to do too much and – you know, uh, bring somebody in here that just totally don't fit in. What they have now, the chemistry is good. These guys love each other. They play for each other. And I believe if you keep this team together, man, like you have them, man, they're going to make a big splash in the playoffs. For real. 
Yeah, I I don't know other than making sure you get a little something out of somebody like Buddy or somebody like Obi Toppin. I don't know more more you can do right now. Jay, thank you for the call. Have a great weekend. I, I have no idea what more you could really do. It's kind of like you're sitting where you are, and really you haven't seen without Halliburton no, really only once against Portland, and you know obviously we knew that that wasn't right for him right there. You haven't really seen what you really need to see to make that determination. So I, I'm not against what Jay said. I mean, just kind of go with what you got and roll with it. Dude, Jay has a great voice and a better delivery. I nice. wish I had his voice. And you I guys wish, get calls in the morning? I, I wish. You guys take calls in the well, morning? Well, I mean, we don't. You know how, you know, well, we wet, probably could. You the know, wet blanket call, like spend like 30 well, minutes whining about you, why you know how Shane Steichen wasn't you, you know how mentioned calls, as a possible well, coach of the Shane year? Well, I love Shane Steichen, okay. But you know how calls are seen. Because like, they didn't the, make the postseason. Are they good calls? Are they, are yeah. they bad calls? Are they the guy that calls all the time? He calls JMV three times a week. I, I would I would. I, <laughs> <laughs> he calls the bars too. Yeah, oh goodness! I love him though. They move I love some, him. They, they they're going to move somebody, right? They got to move somebody. I don't know if you gotta. Do you he, have gotta? He, here, here's the thing. Because if you, I swear to God, if you mention draft capital, I'm just going to get the hell up. Okay, out of well let me let me ask you yeah. this. So if they trade somebody, it's got to be for a player. It can't be for draft capital. Because that's the con- that would be to well, me the conversation the player, of right? what does it tell the team if you move Buddy Heald? It's not for a player that can help this season. It's for draft capital to make up what you traded, you know, over the last couple of weeks. That, I mean, that would be the conversation. Let me tell you this, Andy. You can. I know how you feel. Me, I'm with you. You cannot compromise any amount of offense with this team. So you trade Buddy, and even if you're not happy with Buddy's defense or whatever. You're going to miss out in some of these games on his offensive output, and that's going to be costly. So I don't know if you jack with this right now. I really – because you're not going to make it up individually on the defensive end. It's going to have to come with the collection, but still your best defense is going to be to maintain your high level of offense. I guess my thing would be if you traded either Toppin or Buddy Heald and you got somebody back – that you liked, but and, and, and they had, somebody, and yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, you're right yeah. because Andrew Wiggins is a name. I have no interest. He's done. In he's, Andrew he's Wiggins, you watch him lay. He looks Listen, lost. And not only that, he's got two, three years left on a yeah. deal where he's making massive money. So you would be handicapping yourself where you're not going to be able to move somebody. So to me, someone like him would be would be out of there. But if you said, I'm not going to, if the Pacers make the decision, we're not going to pay specifically Buddy Heal. If we're not going to pay him which it's, I guess, understandable if they don't, then to me, you got to get somebody who has at least a year or two left on their deal to where you can match that up with what you have, Halliburton, Siakam, and a couple other guys on the roster. Yeah, you got to stare at those offensive numbers I know. and make sure you don't compromise that. Quick break, we'll come back. If you're on hold, I'll get to you. My man Romy's hanging out too. He has been the author of what has been a fantastic so far. Tavern Tour stop the first of 2024. Manley's Irish Mutt. There you go, Billy. Get him going. 10th and Shadeland on the east side. He'll come back with you. And Shout out to Blake T, who's 18 today. I cried all day. It's like I think I listened to nothing but Harry Chapin nonstop. The cat's in the cradle, man. Come on now. Don't get all emotional, big fella. We did. Quick break. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere for the close right here at Manly's 93.5, 107.5 The Fan.
The Ride with JMV. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, crank it up. Now, we're at Manly's Irish Mutt Tavern Tour Stop. Andy Sweeney of the Morning Wake Up Call. It's a Sweebo. Damien Andy's joining me. You know who this is, Sweebo? It's not Alan Jackson. I know you're from Northern Kentucky. Right? I'm not even going to, like, fake it. No, I, I have no idea You don't who know is. who this is. I have is. no idea who this is. Who is this? I apologize. You don't know who this is? No. It's not Ace of Base. If, if I went, I miss you much. What have you done for me lately? Jody Wally? I love you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Too. That's a wild. Janet I know Jackson. Oh. Janet Jackson. My okay. first name ain't baby. It's Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Hey, by the way, number nine at 239-1070 right now. Coming up in June, Janet Jackson on tour, Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Thank you, Live Nation. And uh, Nelly will open up. Nelly and Janet Jackson, number nine at 239-1070. That is your Janet Jackson cue to call. And you, oh, Nicole, you wanted to go. You should have said it before, before I did that. Oh, you're number nine right now? Oh, I thought, okay, yeah. Yeah, I look at, I'm seeing number nine right here, Nicole, right now, too, so. Does yeah. James hate, by the way, when you say number nine? I know you do that, like, does he um, wish it was number five or number three or something a little bit easier? I'm looking at the with. clock right now. There's no way we have enough time to go over how much James hates about me right now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, there's no way. Well, no he's way getting we ready with time. his uh, mosh gym shorts <laughs> he, uh, to go into the next Pantera he, mosh pit. So he he's is. okay. Don't he worry is. about him. No doubt about that. But no, uh, Janet Jackson tickets. By the way, Chad Buchanan, Pacers GM, joins me coming up on Monday show. Pacers Phoenix tonight, 630 pregame coverage. Mark Boyle. Eddie Gill and Pat Moreland have you. That's after the last word with the Gorman and Matt Taylor coming up here at the top of the hour. How this thing going to look tonight? Second of a back-to-back impressive win last night. I mean, think you're going to give me a moist Kevin Bowen blanket report? Well, right no, here I'm not going to. So it's funny. I had, and you can, you can listen. What does this say right here? Go, oh, hang on, hang on. I just got a DM. Hang on, hang on. What does that say? This will hit. Okay, so this is a bet that I've been given. Oh, no. That I should take. Okay. Okay. Buddy Heald to score 10-plus points combined with Kevin Durant to score 30-plus points combined with Devin Booker to record 8-plus assists is plus 435 right now. Uh, take that is the That is the internet that I, uh, that is the uh, the bet on the internet that I've been given today. Uh-huh. Minutes ago here before we went on the air. That'll oh. hit. Well, you're taking that? Oh, That's Jim Romanek of Heaven Hill Distillery, <laughs> by the way, who authored this broadcast from Manly's Irish Mutt. I'm authoring the entire year, my well, man. I'll tell you what. You come in here on the backup and just get it done. Oh, I'm trying. I mean, it's just like you're like when, when and that unfortunately when Chuck Pagano was sick and we were all behind him, wanting him to get healthy. And Bruce Arians came in and did such a great job. You're like working the Bruce Arians angle. right? I will, take, doing the, a great I will job. take Bruce Arians all day long because that guy looks like yep. he drinks and has a hell of a lot of fun. He does have a hell of a lot of fun. We too. have to wear a fedora. I hate to tell you. Hey, do we have a fedora for him? Uh, if he's going to be Bruce Arians, Cam needs to go find a fedora somewhere in a closet. I can do it. So we do have an announcement to make our February Tavern Tour stop, right? We do. We're going to Gigi's on 71st Hello. and Benford, man. Our friends at Gigi's are so uh, good. Jim's the best, man. Jim is a great guy. He's great. We're yep. going to have a great time there. I actually, he texted me earlier. I was like, hey, listen, you better be listening. I'm going to give you a shout out. Love Jim. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to be yeah. at Gigi's. 
Billy loves Jim, too. Billy's always right, with Billy. Gigi's, too. So, uh, Gigi's, again, that's right up there off of uh, close to Benford. 71st. And 71st yep. and Benford right up in there. So, that is always good. It used to be where the old, next to the old GT South Barbecue for all, all of us uh, folks are, man. who are old. Speaking yeah, of which, my, you yeah. know, my yeah. wife, the lovely Sarah. Uh, this love morning, you. Love morning, you, Sarah. She, uh, this morning, she goes, you want to feel old? And I was just like, uh, what song? Clicked out 30 years ago. Yeah. She goes, JMV's son's 18. 18. Blake Thomas. I remember when, I you, love Blake I remember Thomas. when you brought him by the first time, man. That kid was the big head. I'm serious. Anybody out there that's going through this, Doug, you can answer this. I was really emotional all day because Christy made up this six-minute video and oh. then put the, the Dumbo music behind it. And I oh. go, God dang. Jeez. I mean, seriously, I thought I'm going to have to run out here and jump off this bridge. Lisa so, what are the ages yeah. of, the, of the kids? Let huh? me ask. You have an 18 and Blake's what? Blake's 18 and Laney's 14. Man, you're getting old, man. Oh, no. That's scary. I'm 54. Me. Yeah. But nah, Ugh. I felt. I, were you emotional when your kids turned 18? God dang. 18's a big, I was it's a big milestone. There was all these pictures, and, and basically, we have gone everywhere in our lifetime together. I mean, we rarely go anywhere without one another. And uh, that hit home right there. I was emotional. So emotional all morning long. You should have been, buddy. You oh. should be, man. You're, you're, thank you for shouting out Blake T, though. Oh, and thank you for the lighted sun. He loves those signs. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you, what are you talking would, about? He would love them if you would have stuffed them in the backseat of my truck a little bit earlier, which clearly you didn't. Was that that so white truck that's got that dent on the side? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, I don't either. All right, thank you. Gigi's next month. Gigi's next month. Get well, Brent. Get well, Randy. Thank you, Cam. Great job out of you. Uh, Olivia and Jacob, you guys doing a great job, too. James, back in the studio. JMV takeover tomorrow night, B105.7. A lot of the 80s beginning at 6 p.m. The all-request Saturday night. Tomorrow night on B105.7. I shall see you there. Sweebo, great job, man. Hey, appreciate it, man. I'll see you there. I'll yeah, see you there as well, buddy. I know. You send food. Hey, Romy sends me food at 8 o'clock. Sure he does. And only three times somebody else <laughs> has eaten it. So that's good. <laughs> that's pretty good in radio. Thank you, buddy. Are, I appreciate great it. Odds, brother. You guys, great job. Last words next. Pacer Hoops after that with Mark Boyle and company. You guys have a great weekend. Jamie Takeover tomorrow night. Thank you all so much. Happy 18th, Blake T. We love you, brother.